Live from the fish tank, it is your host, Ronnie, back with another special extra-packed, double-stuffed, double-header in honor of baseball starting episode. This week we have Barry on to talk basketball championship, and then Chris on to preview hockey playoffs with me. And with how long this episode is, y'all don't need to listen to me ramble and artificially extend the length too much, so let's go directly to Barry. All right, and now we welcome on the newly crowned DSAC basketball champion, Barry. How are you doing? Great, great. you know um how many uh doubters you had me chiefly among them uh but your team absolutely did it when they needed to (laughs) i mean i will say i mean i guess we can get this out of the way early i will say in my defense when i was saying that you were still rostering players like delano banton and kessler edwards your semifinal matchup was you know perhaps if you had one of them uh you know one of those categories might have been different yeah and i think it was uh uh two turnovers to uh yeah two turnovers two one three one steal or two turnovers You guys cut it as about as close as you could, so it's very good planning. Well, to be honest, we, we cut it close with um, Josh, but we also kind of cut it close with Chris. I know quite bored, it seems to be. It's quite close, relatively speaking. I think there's a few turnovers there as well that um, you know, could have happened or could not have happened in the last day. So it was all very close um, to some walk in the, in the playoffs. But yeah, we managed to get it. Yeah. All right, and it looks like in the uh, in the chat last night, or I guess early this morning, depending on what time zone you live in, this morning for us, uh, you were quick to crown your uh, playoff, or your, rather your championship MVP, but it was not Joel Embiid. No, it's, I didn't have the stats this morning, and Curry's tipped into it. schedule and he did have the uh actually it's just one game uh 
actually it might have been zero because the one away game was still in New York. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So. Well, that, that is, yeah, that, a bit of luck there, but um, yeah, a full time Curry. This is just the top, the top five players in the basketball. Uh, the full time Curry has to be, even though I know you say he's got Wembanski. I couldn't care He got me the championship. Yeah, I mean, I for as much as I I dislike him, it's more about like off the court stuff. Like when he's on the court, as you said, he is he's clearly one of the very best in the league, and he he really showed that to the tune of you know, 119 points, 24 rebounds, 26 assists, 16 three pointers, eight steals, only 12 turnovers. Like he did everything you could have asked from him. And uh, silly numbers, those are silly numbers. Yeah, I mean, I. I can't really disagree with him over Embiid. I think it's pretty close for, well, at least for, you know, your championship MVP here for this last matchup. Yeah. I mean, um, Embiid got the, well, he didn't get the MVP, actually, but he was second, uh, closely second uh, to Jokic in the GM award. And I think uh, he didn't get it in the actual PR rating award, but he was damn close to getting it. I mean, he won the scoring title yesterday, officially, in the NBA. He's doing everything he can to actually be um, the number one player in basketball. But Jokic is, I, I guess, Jokic is just a little bit better. But it's, it's there's no, 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 as far apart as people, some people make it out to be. They are extremely, extremely close to in my opinion. Oh, for sure. I mean, especially when. I don't know how much I necessarily agree with this argument, but especially if you try to quantify value as the most valuable to their team because you look at where you went this year and you look at where Nathan's team went this year with Nikola Jokic and well uh, let's just say they were two different places to be kind um, well can I, just, can I just say you Ronnie I've got the stats in front of me um, and being on Dylan's team initially for his 17 games yeah. and then for the 41 game in Sexton so here this out so with Dylan in 17 games so Half of the sample size, really, because my right, then Embiid played 40 games for me. So, um, 44 percentage uh, free throw, um, field goal, 44 percent, 79 percent um, from the free throw line, 24.2 points, 10.8 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 1.1 steal, 1.4 blocks, 1.3 free pointers, and then 2.7 turnovers. And then for me, we have 450. A 50% field goal, so that's a 6% rise. Dylan, 83% free throw, so that's 4% increase. 32.1 points, so that is 6, that's 8 points increase from Dylan's sample size. 11.6 rebounds, that's nearly a rebound more. 4 points per assist, so that's roughly the same, and skills and blocks were the same as well. So he actually proved once he came over, and that's obviously a bigger sample size as well. So he must really be a, a bigger fan of uh, of England than Canada. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, lost this key in scones. Okay, where was I going? Or any, anyone else you want to kind of shout out here? I think. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I've got look at this. I've, I've got a whole list of players to shout out. So um, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., the Block Monster, I like to call him. 
Oh, here's the defensive player of the year. Come on. 177 blocks, 73 steals. I think I put in the chat yesterday. I think I need Janis, Anthony Davis, DeAndre Jordan, and Dwight Howard. We've got 150 plus blocks and 75 plus steals in the last decade. And he's he got mighty close to getting that. So, um, and he's only, what, 22? Oh, the future is so bright for him. He's going to be around the league for years to come. And he's in the league uh, with blocks as well. So, absolutely brilliant for him. Then we've got Darius Garland, or Garland, even. Um, Curry 2.0, maybe like Curry like, I would think. Um, <laughs> he was eight in assists with 483 for the league. Um, quite astonishing what he did against Josh in the semi finals. Um, outstanding performance there for me. Um, super, super excited with what's to come. I think he's only, what, 21 years of age as well? Something like that. I'm, I'm absolutely pumped um, to see what he does. Uh, it looks like his style of game does fit in with how the NBA is going, so I think he'll be around for the next 10 to 12 years, probably doing what he does best, uh, doing double doubles, points and assists, yeah, loving that. And that's a great contract We've for got, you, too. Oh, yes, I know, absolutely. What a great contract it is. Um, how, how many years is that? Uh, you, you gave him five years for four million, so he's got three more years left. Oh my goodness! That is just you know, the century. I didn't even realize that. Wow. And then we've got RJ Barrett. Now, some of the slander that goes on in the chat for RJ is unwarranted. He's been so so good. He probably should have had the most improved play award. He has been great. Um, even in the last few months, you know, close enough 20 plus points. I mean, his field goal and field free throw percentage aren't great, I know that. But, um, well, you, you know, you don't see many people uh, or many players hitting uh, 20 plus points every night. So uh, I have to tip my cap off to him as well. Um, he's been outstanding for me um, in the last few couple of months. And he's, what, 20, 21 as well? I mean, the team is so, so young. I've put in the chat as well. The average age of my roster is probably 24. I think I, I got it to 24.3 years of age. Oh, and we've we won the league. And look, the, the future, uh, I, I'm predicting now, we're probably going to win four more titles with this core team that we have got now. Four more titles, and they'll probably say, let's just say eight years. Four more titles in eight years. That's my, that's my target. That's a that's a me level uh, bold prediction here. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I, I, I do bold, and that's it. Um, then we've got the very scary Terry Rozier, the third. Um, he's been outstanding. Um, he was seventh in average points, three points made with three point two points per game. Um, absolutely outstanding, he was. Um, he, he cooled off slightly towards the end, which um, made it for a quite tight semi-finals and finals. But uh, he was posting 30 plus pieces, um, with I think he got a triple double once as well. And uh, he had loads of defensive skills to go with it as well. So he, he was outstanding as well for me. He's probably reaching his peak, I reckon. Terry uh, Ogier. He's 27, 28 next year, so we'll see what he produces. I hope, he, I hope he stays around with the Hornets because they've got a good thing going on there with the Melo Bowens, Terry. Um, yep, brilliant from him as well. Then we've got KP's nuts, um, Chris Apple thing. Um, so KP is a, is a brand, a uh, nut brand. 
25, but I don't really have a good handle on it. Maybe. I can yeah, see I mean, it. You've got rebounds, you've got the blocks, you've got good, good points. He's all going to go 15 plus points a game, I would think, if, if you know if he's playing. Um, but also the fact that I think his free throws are quite good. I haven't got it in front of me, but that was quite good as well. From yeah, what I recall. Sure. Um, and he's what, 26 as well? You, you think KP has been around for a while, but he's only 26 as well. So Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, in, yeah. in, in this league, uh, the cap is like, I think like 100, whereas baseball is like 160. So. Yeah. Going into next year, I think I'll have 27 mil to play with. We'll, we'll see. Um, well, you, you do, but that also doesn't include Kyrie, Nunn, and Sexton. So there's 20 million right there. Sure, exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, so those two I'm not quite sure about, but we will see. Watch this space. Uh, then we've got the up-and-comers. So we've got Trenton Waterford that I got off the waiver wire. Super pumped about that. He's going to have a bright future, I reckon, in the Even though they were tanking and giving them 30-plus minutes, I think he'll be like a kind of a middle-room, maybe not a rotation player, but he will have, I'd say, 50-plus minutes a night. Um, he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's only, what, 20 as well. Poku, oh, Poku. He's probably one of my favourite basketball players there is currently that are active. Alexei Pokusevsky. He's such a fun player to watch. Um, limbs everywhere. Um, getting assists. I mean, he is what I envision Jokic to be when he was um, that young. But um, I'm not comparing him by any chance. I'm not comparing him to him. But I'm um, super excited for him. He's, he's on a two-mil-a-year contract, so... Yeah, super pumped to see what he does next year. They were even they, they sat him because they were packing that badly. Imagine that, Ronnie. Imagine that. Yeah, that was a uh, particularly rough game. I think I put in the chat where I looked at the roster. Only like six players on Oklahoma City played more than like four minutes, and I only know the names of two of them. Crazy. So I, I don't. Crazy. I don't. I don't. Claim yeah. to call myself like you know a big basketball junkie. I think of the four sports; it's clearly my lesser one. But after being in a fourteen-team league with sixteen-man uh, rosters, uh, the fact I, I should probably be able to name more than two guys in the rotation for any game for any team. <laughs> yes. Did you hear the name Jalen Horde before? I didn't. Me neither. And you got me what? You got me about 50, 50 balls in the finals. <laughs> what a what a. Oh, that was brilliant. I, I spent, I think, eight, the last remaining eight pads on him. I know Chris was in it, so I was quite glad I got him. I think he puts like 27 15 for me one game. Oh, Looks <laughs> I don't like... know if he'll be sticking around in my squad, but uh, yeah, it was much needed. Yeah, that was a, a very good waiver claim, and this is something. Like, if I had been in the playoffs at this point, I think that may have been an issue for me, it would be trying to, to find those waiver claims for uh, like the players who are kind of coming in like you know when teams are resting players and trying to find the replacements i don't know how uh how accurate i would have been with that so no exactly it's really just a, a luck of the draw really isn't it you just pick one and hope that they play at least 20 minutes so yesterday's game so it was awesome madness i think was it sadly my mom's community got like 20 points with 20 rebounds and stuff like that it's crazy crazy game austin reeves got like a triple double, didn't he? Uh, 41 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. Yeah, just madness, pure madness on the last day. Yeah, as I mean, as I put in the chat too. I mean, if I can, you know, take a second to praise one of my guys. Uh, Paul Reed had a, a hell of a hell of a game for for the Sixers, where he scroll up here. Uh, scored like 20. Uh, here he is, 25 points on 12 for 14 from the field. He only played like 20 minutes or 21 minutes or something. Yeah, that's crazy as well. But the other, the other guys that played like that, Kevin Love, did you see his line? I think he played 15 minutes and he got 32 points, 10 rebounds, and like two, he was, 15 minutes and got 32 points and 10 rebounds. <laughs> when I saw that, I thought that was like a, a glitch. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know he could actually do that. <laughs> that was crazy. 
about it. Yeah, that kind of happens. Uh, there is a, a famous game. I think it was when Clay hit 60 points. I think he did it in like 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Clay, he dropped 60 points in only 29 minutes. He shot 21 for 33 from the field, but because the Warriors were up so far, they uh, benched him for the fourth quarter. Right. <laughs> right, he said, I reckon, right, he said. But he played yesterday, he played good minutes yesterday, so I was quite surprised about that. Uh, he, got, he was got quite a big stat line, but uh, he played 30 minutes or so yesterday. I thought they were going to sit him for sure. Because uh, they weren't there in the playoffs, aren't they? Yeah, uh, but I don't know why they I, I'm pretty sure yesterday they could have gone to the four seed had they lost. Okay. So they, they right want to make sure they get the, the three seeds so they can um, avoid um, Phoenix for at least another round if they win. Because if, 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 if the playoff matchups go chalk, they go by seed, uh, they would play okay. – um, see, I forget who the two seed is now, but regardless. The, otherwise, yeah. if they – I, I, I lose track of that all the time. I'm not, I'm not good with the you know, seed and stuff. I, I just enjoy the spectacles. I always get uh, confused when I say – my whole life whereas you're you know yeah. you grew up with like the EPL and there there's no playoffs it's yeah, just it's all on the table yeah you know? uh, keep it nice and simple yeah <laughs> uh, what was I so I was uh, talking about the up and comers a few more Josh sure. Christopher remember that name Josh Christopher Ronnie or oh, he showed glimpses in the last week or two that uh, he's going to be good he is going to be good along with Jalen Green Jalen Green was fantastic as well he was um, posting up 40s and 30s but Josh Christopher, he'll be a good one. I can't wait to uh, call him up next year and see what he does for me. Um, yeah, he'll be special, I reckon. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, familiar he with him. He won the draft as well. I think he won like 24. The Houston Rockets, really good, really good players. Yeah, I remember because when he was committing to college, he was he was like publicly flirting with Michigan just to like string Michigan along and before he ended up going to Arizona State. And I remember like not being uh, too thrilled with how he handled that. So I'm, I'm familiar with him. Yeah. You must hate him that point as well, yeah. No, I don't. I don't hate him. Like I, I, I mean, it's what it is. It's. I mean, you're trying to make that decision where you want to go to college or whatever. Like, it's, there's many reasons. I'm not going to try to fault fault someone for for going to a place where they think will be more beneficial for them.
playoffs. He was so good when uh, when Luke was out that uh, couple of weeks when he was out. He he stepped up and performed really well. I, I wonder where he will go because I think he's a RFA, isn't he? Yeah, he this does. Season, so I wonder where he will go. Whether he will stay in Dallas or not, I'm, I'm not too sure what I'd want him to do really. But wherever he goes, I think he'll be a solid, solid rotation piece. I think the thing with Brunson is I know there is I don't know how like realistic this is but apparently there is a lot of um, a lot of love for him in the Detroit front office so oh okay. really yeah well to so see you'll be, you'll be knocking on my door then when he, when he gets into the Pistons league you'll be knocking on my door I'll be slamming <laughs> it shut in your face Ronnie because he's not coming to you right that's okay I, I think I'll be I think I'll be alright with that because at some point here I'm going to have to uh you know, stop trying to just collect warriors and pistons. So, uh. I have to give you credit. I have to, for the slack I give you, I have to give you credit. You basically build a roster of warriors and pistons, and you barely, barely miss the bill. I mean, that's as impressive as it gets. So I have to say, um, you know, it is yeah, very impressive. I have to tip off you. I know you missed out by not three five games, but um, it's impressive nonetheless of what you did with the warriors and pistons. So mash up there with your roster yeah, yeah. that you got so close is very impressive yeah, well hopefully we can uh we can change that next year here but uh i guess one of the things i wanted to talk about too was uh how how did your uh security budget change for the playoffs once you knew you were playing chris you know to protect against you know the stuff that chris would do to uh to hurt players um yeah that's actually a good point yeah well, we just focused on our game, really. Uh, the security budget, uh, we, we just um, we didn't actually bother with that. We we said, if he wants to break up uh, players' legs, so be it. We've got more, we've got depth, we've got more depth for him. Uh, we'll be all right. So, but uh, it didn't come to that, um, luckily. Uh, and beat sat in the last game, which I thought, hmm, uh, JJ sat in the last game as well. So I thought there was some, some wrongdoings there. But actually, uh, Chris kept it quite clean uh, for the last week's um, final. So quite surprised myself Ronnie. Um, see yeah I, I think what might have happened there is when chris sent his goons over they might have just been driving on the wrong side of the road and then had their directions all wrong <laughs> well yeah you're, you're much you're very worried about that actually yeah. i mean you they know the roundabout yeah I, I would not be surprised if you know chris did not hire the the smartest of people to uh to handle that and once you go to a completely different country all bets are off it just it just that, that, that's why that's why Embiid and uh, it, Jaron sat so late in the week was because it just took them all that much longer to to figure out where they had to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, luckily we, we got the win. So the, the Greens lose, and the, the, the man of the people, the team of the people, win. Yep, I guess so. All right. Well, I think at this point you've kind of gone through your your whole roster here. Um, anything uh, else? Or any of the other like storylines you might want to to touch on here going into this, or a good storyline would be Ronnie, um, you commenting um, very bravely commenting that I guarantee you won't win a single playoff game, and here we are, another uh, champion. Yep. Um, I mean, is there more to say? Is there more to say? Well, I mean, if as good as you were at winning the championship this year. I think I might be even better at putting my foot in my mouth. This isn't this isn't a takeaway from you. This is more just saying how just 
how much of a knack I have for that. Because what you yeah, did was you impressive. Actually, you tried to reverse jinx me, didn't you, in the last pod? Oh, I heard that. You tried to reverse jinx me, and then still, that didn't even work. So, I yeah. guess you could still make a prediction to Ronnie, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably should, but I'm, I'm, I'm too, too vain and arrogant to do so. Uh, <laughs> um, you, I think we, you had kind of touched on this by when you predicted, you know, four championships in eight years with your core here. But when you look at your, your sheet here, um, the only non-waiver wire claims that are on expiring deals are Jared Vanderbilt and Ricky Rubio, both of whom are at the minimum. So essentially you have every single key piece of your roster coming back next year. And if you fast forward another year for the 2023-2024 season, um, only Terry Rozier and Pukashevsky, among players who are currently called up, are expiring. So that means yeah, Jared... Like Atari, Atari as well. I think he's on the... He's going to be a free oh, agent. Yeah, sorry, I, I forgot to scroll down. Yeah, so after this year, you have really just two free agents plus waiver claims. After next yeah. year, you'll only have three, you know, pending any any trades or whatever. So for the most part, yeah. you're, you're looking at guys like Jaron and Porzingis and Embiid, uh, RJ Barrett, who's not as good as Denny, Darius Garland, uh, Cole Anthony. All these guys are back for at least two more years. And in most of their cases, uh, three more years. Yes, yes, yes. The famous hashtag, we go again. We go again and we keep going, Ronnie, all right? We go again, we go again, we go again. No matter what, what, what Chris Rose has, what the Luke Rose has, we just keep on grinding. That's what it's all about. The, the English spirit, all right? You would just headbutt the wall, headbutt the wall until it breaks. Okay, I can't say I've heard that idiom before, but... Uh, <laughs> headbutt, oh, headbutt. now. Yeah, headbutt. That's the slogan, the scuffle slogan. Um, I, I hope you employ uh, good um, brain doctors. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't want your guys being concussed here. That's... Oh, it's a metaphorical. Okay. We're not the goons that Chris employs. That's fair. Yeah, definitely want to make that a more metaphorical headbutting a wall. Um. Let's see. Well, was there anything else you want to touch on in basketball, or did you want to touch on uh, some stuff in like the other other leagues briefly? Because right, I know the whole point of having well, you on is, yeah. is the basketball. So, uh, yeah, basketball. Uh, the squad is coming back next year. I think Ricky Rubio will probably uh, test the free agent uh, Walter. I am quite confident saying that. Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, we shall see. Um, we shall see. We picked him up in the initial free agency period, and we stuck with him ever since. He had. He was really really solid. already april the season would start in like september so you only got like you know four 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 months or so before like training camps and stuff start starting up here so yeah just to just to one more thing really yeah. uh, about basketball um, the two trades i mean i don't think they've been talked about enough Kyrie, uh, jonathan isaac or Kyrie Irving. i mean at that time we didn't know what was going to happen with either of them and it turned out that i won the trade today right I don't, I don't want to be little Nate or say, oh, look, look at me, look at me. But 
playoffs and won the league in fairness. And then the Jordan B trade with Dylan uh, in September, uh, that will go down in history. Um, Super and Sengu will then be, I mean, I got the flag, the flag is flying, and beat is here. I mean, those, those two trades were quite good on my behalf. Yeah, I mean, no, you're good. I mean, the fact that Jonathan Isaac uh, did not play at all and seemingly might be more off the deep end than Kyrie is, is truly saying something. Uh, Yeah, that was a a not even particularly close. I thought it was a, you know, maybe close ish at the time of the trade. Yeah, at the time, you you didn't know what was happening because Kyrie wasn't even playing at that time, Kyrie. So, um, and Jonathan Isaac, he's only, what, 24, 25 maybe next year. So, He's still got potential. I mean, when, when he's actually on the court, he was really good. He was in the, the elk of, like, um, Robert, uh, Bob Williams. Uh, you know, he was putting up big, big numbers, um, points, uh, rebounds, blocks, and steals. He was getting all of it. But it's just, if you were ever play, uh, he's always injured. He's now going into politics. It's, a, it's a, yeah, muddy waters, I think. Muddy waters. Yeah, at best. Waiting. And then I think I might have alluded to this um, on previous podcasts, but I think at this point I'm kind of kicking myself for not really going for Embiid harder because I had kind of briefly talked with Dylan about him, but I wasn't sure I wanted to to commit the level of assets going his way, especially because like if you look at my team and if you put Embiid on my team, like do I win the championship? I don't know if I get past Alex or Josh, even with Embiid, especially when you factor in the injuries I had later in the year. So, like, I was, wasn't sure if it was quite the right move for me, but it was very clearly the right move for you, like the literal missing piece. Yeah. Shangun was the, was the part that made that deal work, actually. The, you know, he, he was being talked about then, and I think he was just about to start as well, so he was he piped through the roof um, when the, the deal was made. And, you know, look, he can be, he can still be, can be really good, but with the MB wanting the title. And, and he, I don't think he was counted as the top two, top player back then either. He wasn't that good back then, like I said, with the stats I gave him. You know, he was good, but not as good as the way he finished with Tumble Yeah, like, I think if you were to go to, like, preseason before anything happened, I think you could probably find Embiid as, like, a, a decent choice for, like, maybe, like, a top five or top ten at worst, like, betting odds for, yeah. like, real-life MVP. And then by the time that you traded for him, I would imagine a lot of that had kind of cooled off, as you said, for, th- you know, he was putting up really good numbers, but he wasn't really putting up like Joel Embiid numbers. And then the last... always, with, with Embiid, it's always interesting as well. You know, it was, it was quite early on in the season, so people were still quite shy. And, you know, they were saying, oh, what if he gets injured? What, yeah. what if he doesn't play a, a week or two here and there? Or what if he doesn't play in the playoffs and stuff like that? So there was always question marks about his, um, his injury risk. But yeah, luckily for me, he, he stayed fit and got me the worst title. I'll keep saying it right now, sorry. No, you're good. I mean, this was the most games this season that he's ever played in a season. Like he didn't, he did not play his his first or second year with an injury. Uh, he played 31, 63, 64, 51, 51, and then now 68 games. So worked out very well. Did indeed, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, did you want me to move on to uh, basketball and hockey just briefly? Uh, I mean, only if you had anything. I mean, it was you know. I mean, baseball uh, is not the best of starts for my team, and let's put it that way, I think. We, we, hopefully it's just the cold weather, and not uh, actually they're going to be that bad for the whole year. It's not, been, um, not a great start for my team. Yeah, I was um, speaking of... Yeah, 
Yeah, speaking of, I did want to say thank you because for as bad as my team has been offensively, I'm glad that I have your team to be just slightly better than through the first uh, five, it, four games. It's been terrific. It's been terrific. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, the matchup still went uh, than yesterday. We've still got another week to go. Yeah, um, thank goodness. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, hopefully just get, get the bad swings out of the way, get the bad swings out of the way, and then come May and to the summertime, they'll be hitting home runs after home runs after home runs. I mean, the potential's there. Um, I think Kirk um, Brian Hayes, Dylan Carlson, um, Alex Kirilov, um, Ryan McMahon, um, Brendan Rogers, Eloy Jordan. I mean, they're all there. Uh, it's just a matter of actually putting the ball in place as I was struggling with that moment. But we'll get there. Yeah, and I'm definitely on record of not being a huge fan of your pitchers, but I, I do like your, your bats um, much more. Yeah, the pitching staff, you know, it can go either way. They're very young still, quite a lot of them are under the age of 25. Um, obviously, Kyle Wright, though, Kyle Wright, I picked him up from the waiver wire, and he put, he put some nice uh, games the other day. Um, according to start, zero runs, six okay. Yeah, let's see what he does. Uh, I'll be interested to see what he does there, to see what he does. But uh, yeah, um, it's not the best start in baseball. I'm hoping we're going to bounce back. I think I finished fifth last year, so I narrowly missed the playoffs. I was at seventh. How many teams go into the playoffs in baseball? Six. Or four? six. I I finished fifth. Um, yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, clearly, my team is in as bad as they are at the moment, and it's only four days in. So for sure, and, we'll see about that. And knowing our league, I'm sure you know by the time, like in like a month or two, there'll probably be a few teams who are maybe not as diligent with their lineup. So if nothing yeah, else, that'll help. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, I was 11th in uh, basketball, not to go back to basketball, but I was 11th in the standings in November and finished third in yeah. uh, April. Second. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm totally wrong when I won the league. Yeah. Right, come on. <laughs> I have to keep reminding people about that, all right? Yeah. Uh... And then with hockey, hockey um, yeah, it's a, it's a trust the process. We go back, we go again, we go again next year. Trust the process. We've got a stacked minor, uh, you know, minor league, if you want to call that. Um, there'll be plenty of prospects coming up next year into our league, into our team. Sorry. Um, I think Josh picked me to the last spot, so he would have the high lottery of. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. We will just see Ronnie. Uh, we've got Anton Rudell coming through, Alexis Lafreniere, um, plenty of good um, defenders as well. So I reckon Holland Delwerger. I did see that he won a fair few games for you with uh, your little graphics. Three, you three out of three, Ronnie. Three out of three today. Yeah. Uh, three out of three. Hard to beat that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's a shame Chris didn't uh, make an offer for him, all right? Well, I mean, I, I think Chris knows that goaltending, like even with Huso, probably not a strong suit of his. Um, probably bit, probably in his best interest to uh, to allocate his ass has to try to win eight to four every week. <laughs> you probably would have said that, 
Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, as I, I kind of made the joke, like, I'm pretty sure he could just be given Andre Vasilevsky, like, literally the best goalie in the entire world, and Vasilevsky would be shit within, like, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I don't know what he does to be goalie, but I have no idea. Uh, he's probably the, the coaching staff is all the best. He has a win, a win over Alex on his record. He has, I think, two wins over me on his record. So, like, he, he very well could. Uh, mean, can I do a reverse jinx, then? Like, uh, you did. Well, it didn't, I'll say it, that you will win, Ronnie. You win against Chris. Okay, because when I predicted Chris over you, you won. So, or no, yeah, I predicted you over Chris, Chris you win. won. Yeah, I, I, think it have, I think it's set up so that you are on my side here, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, yeah, it'll be interesting. Your, your, your game with Chris will be very tight, I reckon. I'll go down to the last day. Yeah, I, week, I reckon. Yeah. I, I imagine Alex, and not to get ahead of ourselves here for the playoff predictions, well, I think this will air after the playoff preview, but uh, I, I do expect um, Alex to to beat Jared decently. Um, feel please feel yep. free to clip this, guys. Um, if uh, when this does air, uh, I've been proven wrong, but I, I do think I'm pretty confident about that because I'm pretty sure they played uh, last week and Alex won like ten to two or something. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, Alex is just a machine, isn't it? Isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. maybe a little slightly behind Chris on some of the skater categories, but he has much better goalies. So. Like I, I yeah. he he put up like ten, <laughs> eleven, or twelve wins, category wins in a single matchup like ten times or something like that. It's yeah, insane. how did he build a team like that though? I have no idea. Uh, it's a it's a really. He got Roman Yossi off the top uh, this year, so that's a massive, massive get because the Roman Yossi has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, just probably yeah, he is in front of Kyle McCarver. He, not by much, but he yeah. Has been apt, no, not by much, but uh, I think he's on pace to score 100 points as a defender. I mean, that's unheard of, right? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's only happened, like, I think only, like, two players have ever done it in the season. I'm looking at it right now, so it's uh, actually only five players have done it. A hundred points in the, as a defenseman. In the, whole, uh, in the history of the NHL. Yeah, only uh-huh. five, only five different defensemen. But Bobby Orr and Paul Coffey each did it like a bunch of times, and then Al McInnes, Brian Leach, and Denny Potvin did it once. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, just to say, obviously, we've got the GM awards happening as we speak. Yep. The nominations are both are being counted.
Uh, I guess it depends on how quickly you get the results, but maybe. Yeah. Well, I've cracked the whip a few times, so we'll see if uh, <laughs> it comes through like they did with that. All right, because I, I think Chris and I might be recording on Tuesday, so tomorrow. But yeah, I, I haven't, yeah. I haven't nailed, yeah, I haven't nailed anything down with him yet, so maybe not. But. Yeah. Then. All right. Well, is there anything else you I have? Know, I, 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 now with the commissioner yet again making another appearance on this podcast because with basketball and hockey so uh aligned with the schedule we have yet another playoff preview so welcome on chris hello how's it going pretty good Uh, i should probably ask you the same here uh just two days after your uh crushing defeat in basketball uh you know it's there's say salt. I'm not salty about it. I figured it was going to happen. We, we've been an underdog this entire playoff run. So there was a little, there was some hope there. There was some hope there, but we lost. It sucks. Uh, Barry's team was better. Um, you know, if we were healthy, if we were healthy, I think I would have run away with it. But. Yeah, that's the, that's the phrase I would use. I would just say your team, or Barry's team was healthier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I We'll ignore the part where I, you know, crushed Alex the week before with my similarly injured team, but uh, we could do it in the, the finals. That's all right. We ran out of steam, whatever. Olivier Saar did his bit, and it was immediately cut. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, the, the Thunder were um, uh, an absolute disgrace again this year with, uh, with their level of tanking. They just let Jalen Horde do, I think, something Horde, do everything. He's basically the only guy out there on the floor. So he got 20 rebounds twice, I think. Ridiculous. Yeah. My, my favorite part of the Thunder's tanking was, I'm going to be biased here, but their uh, addition of Xavier Simpson, former Michigan point guard. He's like six foot, six foot one maybe. Uh, cannot score the ball a lick except for with a hook shot. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, so. that's an interesting trick for Guard, yeah, yeah, and I was, I'm, I'm a fan. yeah, I saw quite a few things on Twitter. Like, imagine being cooked by this dude on 2K because a six foot guard is hitting unhook, un, uh, unstoppable hook shots on you. Like, yeah, I would Corner be pretty pissed with it. it. Yeah, like he, he sucks at free throws. I wonder if I can find his G League stats. He's essentially he he can't shoot the three ball. He can't shoot a free throw. Not particularly good from the field. But the second you give him a hook shot, it's game over. He's Kind of like that, uh, I don't want to necessarily go Russell Westbrook here, but like he's got that the type of like energy and rebounding and he's defensive tenacity stuff. Yeah. Guy. yeah. So, oh, he did shoot 48% from the field this year for Oklahoma City. And he did shoot 30, holy shit, 35% from three. That is a. Uh, sounds like he's a pretty good player. Uh, this is in the G League, remember? And, oh. But he shot 68.6% from the line. So. But, uh, I've always been bothered by my guards who don't shoot at least 80%. Luca included. Like, your guard, isn't that your thing? You're supposed to be a good shooter. Why? Like, I feel like big guys should also be good shooters, but traditionally, historically, the little guy has always been a great shooter. It drives me crazy when they can't hit the free throws. 
Yeah, a, a, a little bit here the same too. Although with when it comes to big guys shooting free throws, this I'm gonna once again pull out a name, uh, a bias name here, but Luca Garza has a absolutely hilarious free throw motion because like the ball like almost touches the ceiling. Like his his shooting motion, both at jump shots and free throws, is essentially like a big trebuchet. Oh, and, yes, like, like moon shots, everything. Yeah. So like I wonder why why bigger guys don't go for like the, the higher arcing free throws. Because because they're that much taller to the rim, like their view of the rim is like less open than like a smaller guy because the smaller guys get more arc on it. So Could the they, bigger like, guy just reach their arms really far, like Giannis just reaches arm really far forward and kind of just toss it in. I don't know because I I remember seeing this was actually a thing on Secret Base uh, maybe a couple weeks ago was. They had to put in a rule that you couldn't dunk from the free throw line because Will Chamberlain was doing it in college. <laughs> so that's great. So oh, I, I love that. I, I, assume, I, mean, I, I want that rule gone. Yeah. So I, I assume your suggestion that you're just kind of reaching really far over with like your long ass arms and just kind of flicking at the hoop. I'm sure that would probably fall under that same umbrella, unfortunately. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's a layup. Layup's not dunking. Yeah. Anyways, I think we, you know, touched on your your uh, crushing defeat yet again in the basketball finals. Yeah, no, congrats to Barry. He deserved it. His, I said it. I said it last year uh, before before we even started the season. If his team was healthy, it was going to be extremely dangerous. And sure enough, they ended up winning it all. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, the the main reason you're here is uh, hockey. We yeah. have uh, hockey playoffs starting this week. And it feels like a uh, an apt time to have the commissioner on for the preview episode for all uh, four sports. As you you know, being the head of the league, it, this is where yeah. you can uh, can put in your input, which I guess is a needless uh, redundancy in my vernacular. There, anyways, and then you just kept kept going with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, how many souls can you get it fit in there? Yeah, it's like the that quote from The Office. I, I think it's The Office. Like the whole like, you ever just like start a sentence and you don't know where it's gonna go, but you just hope it gets there along the way. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. No, I I don't remember that line, but it's pretty good. Yeah, like that kind of describes like a me a lot. Line. I think it was Michael Scott. Okay. But regardless, we can uh, start previewing uh, the playoffs here, and of course, we will end on your matchup against me. Because uh-huh. I feel like with us being both involved in the same matchup, we can leave it for last. And no offense to Alex and Jared, but I, I think we're going to have more content for that. Yeah, that one's the first matchup's pretty boring. Yeah, the one, the um, one four. Uh, he's putting up what looks like uh, that is Jared slash Paolo. Looks like he's it's Jared. Up with, we can just call it Jared. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a fake fight right now. He's up five four three, but he's the thrashing's already begun. Yeah. Although he did have a shutout for his goalies, which is that's that's pretty great. He's got two shutouts going right now with Saros and Talbot. Yeah, well, uh, both are pretty deep in the second period, though, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Talbot doing that against Edmonton is a little odd, but we'll see. That's d- uh, doubly bad for for Alex having uh, oh, excuse me, Connor McDavid, but. Oh, man, if Alex were to lose that first round, how 
beautiful would that be? If if Alex loses the first round, whoever wins between me and you is winning the championship. Like no offense to Jared, but like we yeah, had yeah, we kind of sure. talked about in the chat. Like Alex is like a clear tier one, and then you and I are in tier two, and then there's kind of like Jared and uh, paying a little bit of what the full seasons with lineup and yeah. Nathan, I and guess, could possibly get into there. And then everybody else. Er, sorry, then there's everybody else, and then there's uh, Barry and Josh. <laughs> I can't talk shit about Barry's team, though. He clearly knows what he's doing. He's already got a championship. I don't. And, I just and, have and, playoff that's, hurts, that is one sport. He has yet to make the playoffs in either other, in any of the other sports. So I'm over here just edging myself. He's, he just blew his load. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are we uh, what are we looking out for in this matchup, other than the fact that Alex absolutely railroaded Jared uh, last time they played? Uh, I think Jared is just trying to not get 12-0. Really, that's that's his main goal right now okay. is to not get completely shut out. If he can get the goalies, this might be a bit more interesting. If he can sweep the goalie yeah. stats, I don't know. I don't think he'll get wins. He, I mean, well, I mean, if he gets both these tonight, he might. Yeah. Getting those first two, once you get those first two, you can really be strategic with that last one, which is my plan, even though it doesn't matter because my goalies suck. They may not even get three starts. Uh, they're not they're not playing tonight. Yeah. So that's already begun. But, um, yeah, if you can get those first two really good ones, especially against a team like Alex, you can be really strategic and steal, you know, two at least two categories from goalies, and that's – Kind of his bread and butter. I mean, his whole team is great, obviously. But yeah, um, I think he had. I think he did. He sweep goalie categories. He may have. Um, or I can, he may not have gotten saves, total saves, but he got wins. Yeah. I think I. Yeah. I don't think I deleted the uh, the roto table from my uh, the spreadsheet I put it in, so I can probably have it up here. He bar- He barely lost uh, the goals against average to uh, paint. Oh, yeah. You rated as the number one goalie team, right? Yep. Yep. So just barely. Everything else he got. He got quite a few records. Yeah. Alex uh, with uh, seven of the 12 uh, first place finishes in the Roto categories and uh, four more second place finishes. The only thing the only thing he was not first or second in was defense points where he was third. <laughs> well, good. I hope it, it continues to be. Although he did just get Josie, who I think. Yeah. I might make that just a skater, like a non-defenseman. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I, I think that might actually be a, a fair way to do it. That way you have a forward, a goalie, and a defenseman each for their own award. Yeah, because I did split out the goalie for it. I thought, see, yeah, that was my thing, that the defenseman already has an award, so let me just give that to them. Yeah. Yeah, that'll uh, – I will – align my thinking with you on that until I have a goalie or a defenseman that I believe deserves a heart trophy, in which case I'm a bitch. <laughs> well, the Lindsay trophy is going to you. Uh, I just have to decide if it's going to be a uh, Sorokin or a cider for the kind of the same thinking going on there. Wait, since uh, Sorokin also got the, uh, the Calder. Wait, then what is the, what is your, your version of the Lindsay then? Uh, value. Oh, Both value. Those okay. have 500,000. Yeah okay, because I I haven't uh, I hadn't looked uh, recently because uh, 
in real life, the Lindsay is most outstanding player and is voted on by the Players Association. So I was trying to think of as to what you, uh, what you did. There. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of our uh, value player of the year. Okay, Lindsay. that's fair. I am all for anything being named after Ted Lindsay. He is a all-time underrated uh, player and yeah. human being I mean, in hockey. And Pavelski won it last year, so. Uh, uh, not to not to spoil anything here, but uh, those two players, uh, neither of them won uh, the the GM awards for rookie of the year. So, oh wow! And I am salty because the Sorokin and Cider, in that order, had by far the uh, the biggest uh, PR 2022s of all five candidates. Yeah, and, they were uh, both great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially Sorokin, he almost got MVP over uh, Zena. Vesna, yeah. Vesna, whatever. <laughs> Zima. It looks like it look, looks like Zima. My name is Zima. It looks like, uh, and you know, I'm from uh, I'm from the the spicy south, so it looks like the Zima, like Latina. <laughs> Vesna. What what the fuck is the I there for then? It's probably French. Oh, fucking French. So it's just like their fries. Actually, uh. You know that uh, French fries are not originally uh, yeah, cooked yeah, in France. Yeah, I do. I do. I they do are. Uh, they're actually cooked in Greece. Oh, okay. That's a, a it's a really bad shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like G R E A S E. Oh, I just looked at my rookie of the year votes, and uh, oof, I was a part of the reason your uh, your guys weren't top two. I'm sorry. Oh, that's. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, so George Vesna is uh, the the player it's named after is from Chicoutimi in Quebec. So yeah. Very oh, there you go, French. We learned something today. Yeah. That, that's that's what this is. This is a, a very uh, informative and educational podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I learned something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've really strayed away here from the topic of Alex and uh, Jared. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it doesn't matter because Alex is going to win. He's going to get at least ten. Right? He's going to get at least ten. Uh, categories most likely yeah that's what i should put the over under on for betting in the league just 10 categories uh alex first round yeah holy shit jake ensel has a hat trick tonight <laughs> is that against me no uh okay. he's a penguin so he's naturally on alex's team oh for, for all the crap i get about having uh pistons and warriors on my basketball team alex sure seems to fly under the radar for having half the penguins roster well, I'm with them on that. I have half half of Dallas's uh, team, which was good at the beginning of the year because they had like a top five power play unit. And ever since, I think All Star break, they've been absolutely terrible. Um, although potential thing to look for here, and this really affects uh, Jared in particularly. Uh, we are currently about. I think we can call this probably the middle of April now, right? Yeah. Twelve. Uh, I guess there tomorrow there is supposed to be like an all time winter storm up in Winnipeg, so the Jets cracking game has been postponed. And uh, J- J- Jared rather has uh, two Jets and a Kraken, I believe, at first glance. Perhaps I missed even more than that, but there will be at least three man games lost uh, on his end, uh, perhaps for the whole week here, depending on when the rescheduled game is. The frostbite striking, and that's why he has that name. Yeah, I kind of made a Cardinal joke with him. Frostbite the, brings, the, brings the snow. Yeah, I kind of joke with him in his DMs about. Uh, the frostbite being like the mother nature equivalent of your goons. He, he just <laughs> controls the weather to influence matchups. He doesn't actually send out guys to injure people. He just, you know, controls the weather to make sure you lose games. I can't 
can't believe my guy got Haskins and not Kyrie. I'm just so disappointed in that. Okay. Like, how do you mess that, that up? That might that is one of the all time uh, funniest league moments. <laughs> it's starting. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. there were like some other really good ones, too. <laughs> it was that, uh, that one, and I think my other one might be uh, Paolo's wait to Dylan leave three weeks after Dylan left the league. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good, too. Good to see you paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. uh, so our matchup. Yeah, let's just move on here to the one that we really care about because, as we've mentioned a couple times, we truly expect Alex to kind of wipe the floor here with uh, Paolo. Yeah. Or Jared, rather. I guess Paolo's on the team, too. But Yeah, 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 yeah he's there. It's kind of like the, the Keith and Kevin situation. Keith, is, his name is on the placard, but he's not, he's not doing anything for that team. Yeah. Uh, you're off to a good start on Tuesday. That's I am. It's pretty disappointing to see. Yeah, as, as we stand right now, I have double your, tattle, or double your total in goals. Uh, and assists, um, pretty comfortable lead in special teams points. Had a good goalie start away from Hellebuck, but uh, yeah. you have, and I kept track of the four game weeks for both teams here. Uh, in particular, uh, Austin Matthews on a four game week that is uh, scary, that's frightening. Yeah, you know, whenever I left for food, which was about an hour ago, you had no special teams points, did zero. You had 14 games that were already like half done. And suddenly you have six. Yep. Uh, moved moved kind of quick on me there. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I think you I think you have Ellen Powers in this league, and you may have been fiddling with some things. I'll have to take a look. Mm, nope. Uh, you would. The only things I've done is uh, pretty much dropping uh, uh, Sorokin and uh, Zegers. Yeah. Fine. I'm gonna check the logs. Let me check the logs. Okay, How do you feel about fine. the matchup? Are you feeling confident? What do you What do you think your chances are to win? Because you are the higher seed here. You are the expected winner. Yeah, I mean that's really only because uh, I have actual semblance of goaltending. To be quite honest, um, imagine if, if, if I had even one. It not even that. Like if you had had like eighth worst goaltending in the league, like not not even good goaltending, but like not the worst goaltending, you're probably the easy two seed. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, I was going through my wins and losses, and it's like everything is 8-4 over and over and over again. Yeah, maybe, maybe like a... 10-8-8-7-8-8-8-8-7-8-7. Like uh, uh, there's a trend there. Yeah. Yeah, it's cause, I mean, I don't know what happened to Bennington. I felt like I had a good draft. Uh, I was feeling good about Bennington, feeling good about... About Blackwood, they both were coming off two very solid seasons. Bennington won a fucking cup, and ever since then they've both been just dog shit. Yeah, like when you, Blackwood who's gone now. When you drafted Mackenzie Blackwood, like he was considered at that point like the heir to the Team Canada throne. Like whenever Team Canada would have like a best on best international tournament, like everyone's kind of thinking like, okay, so like Blackwood based on his age and his in his like the promise he's shown is probably the guy because. Canada's goalies have all kind of aged out. Like guys yeah. like Trey Price are kind of too old at this point. And then Blackwood just fell off a cliff. The Devils in particular have been awful. Yeah, um, so I picked I, up another one of their goalies who was doing pretty well, and then uh, then he stopped. He started up four goals a game. Yeah, every game. So Nico Dawes was a goalie for the Canadian World Juniors team 
And uh, there's kind of a, a, a funny little thing that people notice where like the Team Canada goalies like almost always seem to like bust and disappoint for what for whatever reason. And Dawes, his career is not over by any means. He's a rookie, uh, but could perhaps um, be a trend there. Yeah, New Jersey has, sorry to cut you off, New Jersey has started seven goaltenders this year. Seven different goaltenders have played for them. Uh, the best save percentage is Jonathan Bernie with a 902 when he played 10 games. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, I, whenever I picked up Nico Dawes, I think he had uh, like a goals against average of like 2.4, and it's now 3.19. Yeah. Uh, half, half the games I've, that I've had him, he's, he's allowed four goals, including <laughs> the first three. He knows four, how to make a good four, impression. Four, three, four. Yeah. Uh, prob- I mean, I don't think this is really a, a shock to you here, but you probably noticed that with me dropping Sorokin, who, even though he's my my best goaltender, as you uh, figured out yeah, with your awards voting, uh, I needed to, to try to go 28 skaters on 28 skaters to have a chance, and he was a free drop for me in terms of I get to keep him because it's still his first year. So... This gives me my best chance to. Oh shit! Sebastian Ajo scored a goal too. He's got three points on the night. Oh, man, it's it's just it's gonna be one of those one of those. Oh, Jeff Carter scored too. For me. I'm gonna lose in the playoffs twice, back to back weeks. Yeah, so far uh, only five skaters who I have going so far out of uh, what looks like 21 uh, don't have a point. <laughs> 18 points in 19 games versus 8 and 21. Oh, sorry, 6. So, uh, like, 70% or so of my active skaters have at least one point tonight. That's unfortunate. Hopefully, I can catch a little a little lightning here. We're pretty great last week. We had 101 points. So, I'm not I'm not completely down yet. I, we've got, we got some fight. Squad, is a, squad has some fight. I love this team. Uh I would be surprised if I lost because, again, I am the third seed uh, going up against the second seed. Who was in the championship last year, mind you? Um, and I just I need think, two I skater categories. Yeah, and I just, I, all I need is two skater categories. Because from, yeah. from, from what we know about the, the playoff tiebreaker, I, I still don't think it's, like, officially listed on the uh, – no, I think we did actually look it up. I think we looked it up. Not, it's not in our settings, but I'm pretty sure there was, like, an ESP and, like, FAQ or something that specify that it is goes by the playoff seed gets the tiebreaker so yeah yeah and that's i mean that's the way it should be in my opinion so and the way i have set up my team for this week is i'm not really going for the tie you essentially um i'm all i'm not really considering goals or assists or even on some little shots on goal as really feasible because i just think you'll outscore me goals and assists despite what's happening right now uh, and then shots on goal. You, I believe, you were the uh, the top dog in that all year long. Yeah, yeah. Shots on goal. Uh, goals end up taking over yeah. pretty heavily. Kids, so, I'm okay. Yeah. And then the thing to look out for here, and I, I have this all uh, uh, typed up. Uh, the four game weeks. I have a couple more four game weeks than you do at the moment, but you have. More, better, better quality here. Dylan Larkin, Tage Thompson, Timo Meyer, Josh Anderson, Justin Falk, Austin Matthews, and uh, Mikhail Granlund. Yeah, Mikhail Granlund, because Marcus is his brother, and Marcus sucks. Those are all yeah. your uh, your four game weeks. I have Peron, uh, Neil Pionk, Matt Martin, Brennan Gallagher, 
uh, Mo Sider, Ryan Pulak, Joel Edmondson, Mario Ferraro, and Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, so it's you got a bunch of uh, bangers going. Perhaps, perhaps uh, that could lead uh, you to to read into my strategy here for categories that I find you most susceptible okay. in oh, at, I at had the a moment. Feeling that's what you would do. <laughs> like, he's probably not. He's probably too worried about scoring. He's gonna go for those banker categories. I, like especially blocks, I'm pretty susceptible to blocks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, I did. So I was kind of I was busy on Monday and we had a busy day at work today, so I didn't have the time to do all my hockey prep. So I'll kind of do that part of this podcast live on the fly here. Um, but I'm pretty sure I had the most blocks of anybody last week. I strategically used my ads last week because I was going up against Josh, I believe, and no offense, Josh, but he was he was checked out at that point. Um, I, figured, yeah, I figured I could use my my additions to craft uh, the best possible scenario for my team without burning yeah, I mean, any that's, ads. Yeah, that's week. smart. I've, I've done that with basketball, basketball and other sports in the past. That's kind of what you want to do. So, hoping I can uh, come in and uh, work that out in my favor. But it's a long week ahead of us. It's only two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, I, I thought about that, but I kind of like where I'm where I'm sitting. I really wish I had Kadri back, but um, I can't wait to bring Matt Roy out. I'm pri- I'll probably bring up Muzzin as well. Muzzin, whatever. Muzzin. Jake. Let's just call him Jake. Uh, who are your who, who are your drops then? I was kind of looking at that. I was thinking I don't know if I really see a natural uh, fit here for for Chris to to make the moves. Andrew Payne is probably going to be the guy to go. Uh, wow. For tomorrow. I suspect, um, even though I really like him, I, I, I drafted him, I reacquired him, I believe in him as as a player. But Do you believe in him? Because I'm pretty sure at the draft you made the selection a couple picks later, you're like, why the fuck did I take this? Who even is this guy? That was more of a, like, I don't want anyone to think I suck at, at fancy hockey. I actually do like him a lot. I was reading some stuff about his more deep stats and how he's actually quite good when he's actually on the ice, but he just needs ice time. I feel like he's kind of shown that this year. He started off hot, and kind of he fizzled out. It was a, I think like a like a 15 game period where he did nothing at all, and he picked it up again, and now he's kind of slowed down again. Yeah, he was but, a, um, he was an early uh, Cy Young candidate, and that that uh, intersport reference referring to the goals and assists line. Uh, Cy Young award winners tended to have uh, the best win loss ratio uh, in the older days. Thankfully, that trend has gone away. And if you treat goals and assists like wins and losses, the way they're positioned on a, a player stat line, uh, if you have a lot more goals than assists, that's the quote-unquote Cy Young. Just like having the worst minus for plus minus is the green jacket, like the Masters. So he was really a real good Cy Young candidate there early on. But as you said, he did kind of fall off a little bit. Uh, yeah, they started getting some helpers, which is was good to see for me. But... Yeah. Uh, the scoring is completely disappeared. I don't think he's had a goal here in it's like twelve games. Yeah. He's had four assists. So he's I mean, he's gonna be the easy drop candidate. Someone will pick him up. Good for them. I like him. Uh, you know, if he ends up making for free agency, I might look at him again. He might. I mean I, I don't know what his player rater is. I can he is thirty second, so he if you add him he's probably a four million dollar player. If yeah, I have he's that right. So We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. The only I only have one guy on IR I expect back, and it's Calvin DeHaan, and I don't really like. 
it's not a huge deal if I activate them or not. Like, <laughs> I'm not really concerned about that too, too much. And I also don't know who I would drop. Yeah, that's the rough part. Um, I had the issue last year as well, where it's like you, you like your team so much that you can't really decide who's going to get the X, right? Because you don't want your opponents to pick them up. Yeah, uh, that's why I've had that's why I've had Matt Roy for so long on the IR um, because he he's one of those few defensemen who kind of he doesn't really score a lot but he tries to score a lot he has yeah. a lot of shots on goal he has a lot of hits he has a lot of blocks so he's really useful in our format. Speaking of, thanks for dropping Vladislav Gavrikov. He's been very good for me. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I just have a lot of him on my on my uh, on my team. Just a guy that gets. A lot of those young banger stats. But he's, yeah, he's really good. He's good to do Yeah, that pretty much describes my defense the way I've tried to, especially trading Dougie Hamilton, Mo Sider, Essa Lindell, Ryan Pulak, uh, Mario Ferraro, Gavrikov. Now, all guys who were not going to light up the, the score sheet and points, although Sider did be my team in assists this year. Uh, yeah, Sider, Sider's great. I was, I didn't, I knew he was doing well, but I didn't realize how good he had been until I started doing a quick look at some of the uh the awards because i've been really busy this week shit going on at my house and with work it's a busy period yeah so i couldn't really mess with the player accolades i just need to copy down stats real quick and he has been incredible yeah and he's been you know kind of cold for the last like couple weeks so yeah he's been in general pretty decent uh let's see Drake Batherson coming back is nice for me. Yeah. Um, as I, you, I don't think you've really had any recent um, activations, correct? Not any recent activations, no. Uh, I haven't, I've actually been pretty good on the injury front this year. Um, losing Nazim when I did is a really big hit, you know, to my scoring for sure. But uh, overall, and uh, was it Shabbat? Shabbat. Shabbat. Um, yeah, I lost him quite a while back, but, um, yeah, for the most part, my team's been really healthy. It's been nice to see. Not a very common aspect amongst, uh, apes teams. We're usually injury riddled all the time. Yeah. I, uh, not so fortunate over the course of the season. Um. Yeah, you've had quite a few. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Batherson missed a good amount of time. Uh, Jack Eichel missed, like, the first half of the season because Buffalo wouldn't let him have the next surgery he wanted. So, you know, that was fun. Um, Fred Marshall got suspended because I know he got. I know he came back and then I think he went back to your IL for a period. Is he is he healthy now? Oh yeah, he's been healthy for a while. I, I don't know if he went back on the IR officially, but I know he left a game early, and then was like good to go the next game. And he hasn't. All right, that's probably what I saw then. He's been decent. The only thing I'm worried about is he doesn't win as many faceoffs lately as he used to. He was easily like a, a ten plus guy in Buffalo. You could pencil him in for like 10 plus a night. In the yeah. last few weeks, he's been getting like four to six. And uh, that's a bit uh, disappointing. That's a light for your center, yeah. Yeah, but I also have Barkov and Bergeron and Bo Horvat who are pretty good at that. So yeah, I'm really hoping that that Bergeron acquisition pays dividends for me, especially in the playoffs. Because obviously he didn't have a ton of time to make an impact in the regular season. But uh, Yeah, it wouldn't matter. I mean, you were destined for second anyway. Yeah, I was a little worried there. Although for a I, I did make it, I did make it kind of close. Yeah, was definitely a little, uh, little uh, uneasy for, uh, for a minute there. Um, 
Yeah, so I guess we should probably do uh, a prediction here. We all pretty much agreed that uh, Alex is going to walk away. You said 10 plus. I'll... Yeah. I think he, I think he wins 10 too. I'll, I'll be a little more kind. I'll go 9-3. And for our matchup, what do you think? What, what, what are you feeling? Well, um, I, I'm not going to lie. It's it's hard to not feel a little optimistic looking at the scoreline right now, but it is <laughs> it is only yeah, Tuesday. It's looking really good for you. Um, I'll go on a limb. I'll say 7-5 me. I think you're going to win on a tie. I think you're going to win at 6-6. Six, six. I, I do unironically think that a 6-6 six, six tie is probably the most likely outcome for us. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's a, especially with something like special teams points, those that seems to be a very lucky stat to me. Like you have good teams that accumulate over time, but for me, special teams, I tend to if I lose the skater category, it's always special teams. It's almost always special teams. So I can go like twenty five one week, six the next week. Yeah, it fluctuates a little bit. I tried to, in some ways, part of the reason why I was so hot on Bergeron and why I. It, my negotiations with Ping like took forever. Like I had sent out an offer to Dylan like right before he left, and then he kind of told me in the in our DMs before he really announced it to the league that he was kind of planning on stepping away. Like, well, shit, really? Like you're gonna tell me that right for right after I make you a good offer on Bergeron? Like, fuck off. And then I had to work over Ping a little bit to get him, but pairing him with uh, Marchand, and then having the Backstrom Ovechkin pairing, and uh, I guess in a way Krug and Perron. And then with uh, the unintentional with like, Drew being traded to Florida, Drew and Barkov, I have like four different tandems in particular that can uh, combine, or more likely than not, to combine on points if one of them gets a point. And they mostly yeah. play on the same uh, power play units. So I'm hoping I can like double dip on that. Actually. Yeah, big last sandwiches, last sammies. That's what yeah. we call it. Special team sammies. Hmm. I'm, I've always referred to them as stacks, but that's more of like a fantasy football term. That works. We call it stacks. Whatever you want, man. Yeah. Oh, well, there he goes. There's the bells. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the the unofficial like third guest of the episode is your front door opening. <laughs> this time it's bugs though. It's uh, it's nighttime here. It's had an issue with moths flying from the ring and setting it off. A couple <laughs> nights ago. Was how shit how big are your moths? Fucking crazy. <laughs> how big are the moths? You, yeah, right. It's like a Mothra <laughs> outside there in Texas here. Have you ever seen fish flies? Uh, I, have I ever seen a fly? Yeah, fish fish a flies. Fly. A fish fly now. What's a, what's uh, yeah, a fish Google, fly? Yeah, Google fish flies, Michigan. Fish flies. Oh, very first thing to pop up. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's like giant fleas. Yeah, like it, you can like pick them up by their wings. Like you can like oh, pinch their wings and pick them up. Disgusting. Yeah, there's a whole there's a uh, there's a town called Algonac nearish where I grew up, and they have like a whole fest. They have it's called like the Fish Fly Festival. It's like their like uh, late summer festival, and these things just like you can see in the images like they they are oh, like it's a plague. terrible. <laughs> it's like a plague. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So y'all uh, need bats, man. Y'all need bats badly. We got some, but. And I believe that the life cycle of a fish, of a fish fly is like less than two days. <laughs> They're so big. Yeah. So that's, that's ridiculous. That's so, disgusting. Yes. Yeah. So when you these said, pictures for anyone who looks this up, <laughs> you're gonna see entire softball fields. 
just attacked by them. This is horrible. Yeah. So like when you were talking about moths setting up your ring or setting off your ring, that's my first thought was like, are, how, are they like that big? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, I mean, they look. They, that this one moth two nights ago. My God. He, she, whatever moth generally is. I don't know if they're a fifty-fifties. So like ants and bees, they kept flying in front of the ring. Yeah, I think it went off like five or six times after 2 a.m. And I'm the kind of person that I wake up immediately to, to sounds like that. Cause I'm, like I'm, oh, I'm someone trying to like, get in my house. I don't know. And so my wife, she just sleeps through it. I, I pop up immediately. I was about to go out there and start clapping. What you have to do is, I don't know if you can set this up, but if you can get like a thing of like bug spray and you can like remotely trigger it, Whenever the thing goes off, two, two in the morning, your ring goes off and just smack it accidentally hit my my roommate's boyfriend or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, my roommate. Okay, uh, <laughs> owner should hear me right now. So we had um the remediator here for so I'm having a plumbing issue at the house. We had yeah. shit water pumping up. Um, and uh, the I think they call the remediators. Um. He was here doing his thing, and uh, yeah, he's a pretty good-looking dude. He's looks like he's mid twenties, with a kind of a hipster stash. And uh, immediately, my coworker walks in and just like, so our roommate, you mean? Yeah, what uh, I say? Uh, coworker, unless you're insinuating yeah. that you are part of. I keep saying coworker. Unless you're con- Pers- yeah, unless you're yeah, insinuating you're part of your. Uh, that I'm yeah. not banging. Is, is what I mean. Yeah. I was gonna say like, hey, um, unless you're helping her with, you know, whatever uh, extracurricular stuff she does with like their TikToks and all that. Yeah, no, no, I'm not doing that. She does all sorts of things. She's she's an actress, which means she acts and then does basically everything else. Like she babysits, does stuff at uh, um, some actuary company. She does rent care, um, all sorts of shit. But yeah, she immediately starts hitting on the guy, or really, he's. He's he's thirsty for it. Cause he the moment she walked in, he was like eyes on her, um, talking to her a lot, and she ends up getting him to uh, leave and get her some Cheetos. And I was kind of shocked by that. I was like, "Buddy, you're supposed to be knocking out walls. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you getting Cheetos?" But no, it's cool. It's fine. I mean, I like the guy. He's a nice dude. Like, oh, I just got another category. It's like, what I? Oh no, I tied you in something. Face up one. Yeah, I thought that was like uh, that was pretty pretty sweet move on her part just watching her work and him just drool really she didn't have to do anything he was just drooling the whole time i think i think she was his type must be yeah yeah she has like um she has like a lot of tats especially anime tats and so that he immediately started talking about that like okay i see where you're going was your remediator tom (laughs) right (laughs) Tom, Tom, you would like my roommate. If you're listening, I wonder if Tom listens. Do you think Tom listens? I'm pretty sure he's told me he doesn't. Oh, it's messed up. Yeah, there's a few people who uh, who don't. I think I I'm, I have asked uh, one person who I have not had on yet, and they said, "Sorry, I just don't want to do it." No. <laughs> uh, okay. Who was it? Just no. Oh, who was it? No. I, you can look back through my my log here of people I've had on, and you can probably narrow it down to a couple people. Hmm. Is it like a regular member that has multiple teams, or is this one of the newer members? 
full disclosure, I've not talked to either Jared nor Kevin about it because, you know. Yeah, they don't really interact much. Yeah, and they only have one team. Hmm. Who am I going to have to thank? I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong, so we can, you know. Well, if they're not listening, you can just say it anyway. What are you afraid of? I just don't want to be that person. They they know. They they'll know, and uh, you guys might know if you deduce it. Anyways, always always trying to stop drama with me in the league, but you won't do it with anyone else. Hey, let's let's do uh, let's do some hockey stuff here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow, yeah, you weren't kidding. Yeah, both of your goalies uh, had games today, and neither of them are playing. That is not a good start for you on your chance to hopefully maybe get like two really good games and sneak out the third one and just have nothing else and you can sneak. I genuinely uh, don't think I'm going to get three games. I know. I think uh, Alex Mayfly is kidding. I, I really don't think I will because Bennington almost never plays. Uh, he had his last game was really good, but then he went like an entire week, more than a week without playing. Nico Dawes will play a lot, but you know I've got three more games this week. For a matchup, he missed the first one. He had four. He had four games this week. He missed the first one. So probably, I, I probably will miss another one. At least two. Yeah, I would, I would count on two from him, not three. Yeah, hopefully, he just plays Seattle and Vegas, and he can skip this next one against the Avalanche too. Yeah, that would be ideal too. That's the other thing you have to kind of see your goaltenders matchups. That's what partially sunk me in the finals against Alex last year was I had Connor Hellebuck just get like gang-banged by the Oilers, uh, and Alex having Connor McDavid uh, um, got the cash on that on both ends, got to tank my goalie stats and pump up his offensive stats. Was twist yeah. not a good, not a good uh, mix for me. It reminds me of my uh, the league that this, this is kind of copied after. Uh, my first real attempt to get into the, the finals for hockey there, and I was killing, I was really doing quite well against the uh, the by far number one. See, like he, this guy named Soria, he's basically our Alex. My team was having the week of its life. It came down to the final game, and all he had left was um, a goalie because I had basically every every category had been determined except for uh, save percentage, and I had a pretty decent lead there as well. And he had uh, Bobrovsky going, who was not having a very good season overall. And that dude had a 34 save shutout or 36 save save uh, shutout, and it was that last damn save that gave him the win. The oh. last save. I think he actually went to overtime too, um, maybe against Vancouver. I forget. But I was I was so pissed. That's oh, that's terrible. I would be yeah. salty as hell too. The last save. It was literally the last save. Wow. But yeah, six 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 tie. I think I think you're gonna take it. I hate to say it, but we'll see. I mean, if nothing else, this should actually be a legitimately good matchup. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like, I expect it to be. I think my team will kick it to high gear here next next week. We're not having a bad night tonight, really. We're just not scoring like we usually do. And I'm outpacing my scoring by a good amount. I mean, I've usually settled in like the mid twenties in goals, maybe mid thirties in assists, and I've already got eight and ten respectively. You know, yeah. only two of seven yeah. days into the matchup. So, yeah, I think I think my matchup against Tom every every day I had 
the same amount of points as I did games played. It was it was incredible. Yeah, that's that's insane. Well, we've touched on that. Uh, do you want to mention anything about, like, you know, baseball starting up here? Uh, I am pretty excited about baseball starting up. The worst fantasy sport, though, I, I will say that. Um, oh, man, this it might be my favorite. Really, I just – it's the lack of – see, that's why I like basketball and hockey so much is you're, on, you're constantly getting an accumulation of stats, while with baseball, like – if you get three hits out of ten, it's it's a really good night, but you didn't really do much. If like compared to other sports, it's 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 just not a lot going on. At least, at least with my team, which is pretty, you know, it's pretty pretty this poor anyway. I will Polish say that we're doing quite well. I will say that the one thing it does uh, make up for is when you have a starting pitcher going. That's pretty pretty fun to follow, and very nerve wracking yeah. to follow at the same time. It might have been pretty good this this, this year. Well, ERA, ERA wise, a whip has been terrible. You made fun of me whenever I was like, "Oh man, one point three whip. That's as low as we're gonna go." And you're like, "Oh, that's as low as we're gonna go." I have a one point four whip. <laughs> a week later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can really uh, talk smack about uh, any particular categories when you take a look at my squad hitting uh, one seventy seven with a, a five thirty nine OPS. Um, <laughs> and you and I are the only ones without stolen bases. It's pretty funny. Oh, uh, Nathan must have gotten one. I think he was the other one. Yeah, he's, he's up to two now. Oh, wow. He's, he's taking really going for it. The Valley Joven. He's absolutely smike, smacking Mike around. And you guys were laughing at me for thinking I could really take it to Mike. Well, uh, if Mike's going to pitch like that all year long, I might have a chance to sneak out some categories once my offense you know, starts doing literally anything. Yeah, I'm right there with you in, in offense. I've struggle i mean I'm, I'm losing to tom right now yeah oh wow even alex like i know he mentioned it too but the the, the frostbite the uh the reigning <laughs> did, did, did alex win the title last year yeah 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 i think he dominated that final round too yeah the the reigning no it was a close one because i think he mentioned he needed like a stolen base from like lane thomas to take out josh his pitching has been amazing though i don't even have a quality start yet uh yes three and 71 strikeouts yeah yeah, uh, and a I'm, sub one whip. I should be <laughs> and nine save and nine save holds. It's... Yeah, the, the save holds has been immense for him. I, I do think I my pitching's not like terribly far off, especially tomorrow when I have Kershaw and Burns. I'm hoping I can get a few get a few strikeouts from that. Um, uh, who else has been? Oh, you're pitching. You're, you, how is your ERA so good and your whip so bad? We, I, right, right. We just allow hits and walks, but we're really, uh, really good at limiting the damage. Or we wait until there's an error, and then we just let them all go. You're, so you're, it doesn't hurt us. But your pitching is like the anti Aaron Nola. Yeah, right. That high, that high ERA, everything else is elite. I should, I should have done a deal to to grab Nola. I had a deal on the table. Well, it was offered for. Uh, I think it was, it was uh, Andrew Vaughn for Nola. Um, for free, like yeah, you know, he'll cover as Keith does. He'll cover the entire the, the, the contract. Yeah. Uh, very mad at you for for doing that, um, because if you would have acquired Nola, that means that Keith couldn't have dangled Nola in the direction of Mike, and that means I probably would have George Kirby right now. But uh, you know, I've kind of granted at least on two occasions. I think of how uh, I've been cock blocked on Kirby like four separate times. So. <laughs> 
your pain makes me happy, especially yeah. with the way hockey's going right now. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm I'm gen- generally happy with my my pitchers because I'm starting to think like, shit, how do I make room for Scoobal and Gilbert as is? <laughs> I got yeah. a lot of guys I like a lot. Yeah, I actually, uh, I guess I just have a, I'm not very good at fancy baseball. Uh, I like my, I actually like my pitching staff. I was surprised it was so, well, not surprised because I watched Blake Snell just destroy himself <laughs> and my team every week. But I was surprised that it was as bad as it was. Um, I feel like I have a good middle of the road pitching pitching staff, at least starter-wise. You've got good depth. Wait, I'm sorry. When did Michael Pineda go to the Tigers? Like three days ago. I was I had him as an FA for a while. Just like, oh, hey, hey, look. He's, he's with a team now. Huh. Well, he signed about a month ago. I just completely missed that, I guess. Yeah, he's going to miss, uh, I think he has some DC issues, so he's going to miss a couple of weeks uh, when he warms up. Yeah. The, uh, but the, my team is basically just a bunch of Ian Anderson. So, like a 3-5 th- ERA and a 1.25 whip. Thing particularly special, then it's just going to depend on whether or not Snell and Thor can can do well. Yeah, I'm curious to see if you can get them bounce backs here, especially McNeil and Grisham. Grisham on that contract could be an absolute steal if he turns into like a top 25, top 20 outfield. Yeah, he was. You know, Grisham was actually all right last year. He just kept getting injured. Yeah. What is your uh, your level of concern on Christian Yelich? Oh, I'm completely out. I think he sucks. I think he's lost it. He has a good eye. Still, he still has the eye, but he—I think he something's happened with those injuries, and he's lost all power. Um, and it sucks to see because he's so expensive. And I could have had Mookie Betts. Instead, I took Yelich. Uh, if he can get me like 25 home runs, if he could just be like Miami Marlins, Christian Yelich, I'll at least be content, even though the he's getting paid too much, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super hyped on him right now. Although he started off decently well at the uh, at the beginning here. No, no home runs, but at least he's hitting the ball. Okay, question for you: Would you rather have passed up on Mookie Betts to draft Christian Yelich, or would you have rather traded uh, Bobby Witt Jr., uh, Joe Adele, um, uh, uh, who was the third prospect that I got, uh, a first-round draft pick? That ended up being, I think, I think that was the third overall pick in the draft last year, and uh, the other prospect, um, Riley Green uh, for Cody Bellinger. You know, I, I, I'm feeling a little bit better about my Yelich situation when I think about that Alex trade. Um, he does, he does have a ring though, so I guess I can't really talk too much shit. Well, but. he he did that in the the COVID uh, season when we didn't even really count anything for fantasy, so. As far as for fantasy is uh, concerned, uh, Bellinger hasn't done anything. He's currently slugging 182 at the moment. What happened to him? That dude just disappeared. Did he have like a? I know he's had some issues with like going back to the IL a lot, but did he have? Did he have a major injury? Uh, I know he dislocated his shoulder in the World Series run trying to do like that forearm slash bicep high five thing. <laughs> that's how my that's how my wife. Uh dislocated her shoulder they have something in common look at that yeah they both have a ring too oh yeah that's true rachel actually has quite a few more rings well you know fancy football not not wedding 
Oh, I was gonna say like, is, yeah, is, yeah. is she just? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't have that situation going on. Is she playing Pokemon with wedding rings here? You gotta catch them all. Yeah. Uh, I guess if it's like Rashida Jones, it'd be cool. <laughs> Don't say that too loudly. Oh, I'll, I'll say it as loud as she can. If she hears me, she knows. Hey, go for it. Please yeah. bring them over. But, yeah, should be a fun baseball season. We got, you know, 155 games or so left for most teams or whatever. So plenty of time for, for things to, to, to turn up for some teams, for things to go south for other teams, for injuries and whatnot. Um, it's kind of amazing how much baseball will, I guess it, it shouldn't be that amazing. It's one of four, but like your position in baseball could determine from the get go whether or not you have a chance of the overall championship. Like if you don't do well in baseball, you're probably not going, like you have to make at least the playoffs, right? You yeah. don't have a chance. Glances at uh, Keith and Barry. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not worried about them. Like, um, yeah, I hope I can do well this year. I don't know if I can after looking at uh, everyone else's teams and you know doing the just that simple projections thing with the uh, roto standings, which doesn't really mean much. But I would hope so with how low you had me ranked. I'm still pissed about. I, that's that was that's ESPN, man. I have nothing to do with it. It just did not like your team. <laughs> no question for you. Did, when you were doing the the uh, ratio stats, did you just kind of simply average them, or did oh, you yeah, rate them? No, I just. Did the straight average. I, okay. I uh, last year I did the actual work, and it took a little while. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking do that again. <laughs> let me just get. Let me just pump out this bullshit because it's it's bullshit anyway, right? The projections don't really mean anything. Yeah. But it's just nice to have it out there to look at. True. Yeah, and then it'll for the most part it'll be like the only thing we're doing here for most of the year. Although I am, if you have. It is there to talk about it for a couple minutes. We do have, you know, the highly talked about, but like nothing really completely concrete uh, WNBA uh, thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in trying it out. I think it's I only like definitely. A, I'm down to join like a quick, quick redraft. Yeah, I um, think it's only like a thirty-something game season, so we're talking about like maybe like two to three months of actual like work. Yeah, and that's why I'm open to it because during baseball, it really is just baseball for so long. We do have the NFL yeah, draft, not, at least. It'd be nice if we had some separation with NBA and, and hockey, but... Yeah. It's, it's, no, it, as you said, it's just kind of something to do, and if we're only going to have, like, six or eight teams, it can still be kind of fun. Yeah. Although, I'll as I... I'll the others on board. Maybe yeah. they won't. I doubt it. And, they uh, hate women. I don't know why. <laughs> like, who would have thought a bunch of... A big group of men would just hate women as much as they do? Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, although, I, as I did mention to you, and I don't know if I brought this up in the main chat, I don't think I did. Uh, look, I did create a league just to kind of look around a little bit and see what, what it's all about. And it's only head-to-head uh, -head points, which is kind of lame. But, yeah, yeah, it's a little rough. Maybe, I mean, I I don't mind points. I just feel like it's, it's kind of easier to exp exploit once you realize, well, maybe not really easier to exploit, but... I don't know. I just, I've never really liked points for those leagues for anything but football. Yeah, it, I I also prefer categories, but who knows? It could be kind of fun, I guess. Yeah, I think it just gives you more like more strategies that are viable. You can go all guards or <clears throat> all guards or all bigs or yeah. And to be honest, one, you can still have a chance to win. 
Yeah, and as I, I said, you know, you have a, um, it's the positions are a guard, forward, and then center for that. So they don't have point, they don't delineate or differentiate between uh, guards and forwards. Which I, I think I'm okay with. Yeah, that I don't that, that I don't mind because you know basketball being positionless is what they're trying. Yeah. Um, um, and it just yeah, you know, it allows for a lot more flexibility, which I'm I'm a fan of while still keeping the separation. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bo Horvat special teams goal alert, by the way. Uh, less than seven minutes into the game. Man, fuck hockey. Well, if only this was last week. If only this was last week, I would have would have crushed. But yeah, actually, unfortunately, should we should we pull it up? Should we see how it would have lined up last week? Uh, either you or Alex, it would have murdered. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, you, you because you actually qualified for the goalie stats. Yeah, I had a great, I had the best week I had all season last week at goalie. I think you might have had like one better when I was looking through it because when Alex made the reference of you finishing. A week with below an 800 and i checked to see however many other times you did it it was only twice but <laughs> i i did see uh, uh at least one or two pretty pretty surprisingly solid weeks from you yeah it's surprising for me too trust me yeah but the uh 45 goals and 56 assists holy shit man i should frame this week i don't know if i'll ever have one as good as it is again yeah you look at that and then you look at uh not the well i guess Strictly to pick on him here, uh, Barry's eleven goals and twenty-one assists. Um, Pathetic. You, you this team was focused on beating me in basketball. That's the problem. Yeah, you had uh, thirteen more goals than Barry had total points, <laughs> and then your fifty-six assists on top of that, and the uh, the measly fifty-one face-off wins for Barry as well. That's hard to do. That's pretty surprising. Like. If you have four centers, you would think after a week they would have more than 50 face-off wins. But he somehow got rid of all of them, then found wingers that are also have also have center eligibility but don't actually take face-offs. Yeah, I, I still don't necessarily agree with a lot of the forward positions for ESPN here on, on hockey. Yeah, I don't know enough to bitch a bunch, but like dry sidle. How... Why does he he takes a ton of faceoffs? Well, I guess I guess faceoffs aren't the only thing that determine your center, but I assume where you play on the ice matters. But yeah, like Drake Batherson, for be example, a center, right? He should just be a center. No. I, I think he he also gets up a lot with McDavid on the same line. Yeah, he does he does line up a lot with uh, with McDavid, but uh, yeah. Any anything right. else here that you, at least you want to talk about? I'll give you the the floor here. Any any league related things you wanted to to mention or discuss not, or give reminders? Not to? A, not really league related. No, uh, a little busy right now, so I've been able to touch the sheets and sheets in a week. But um, with work and with the house issue, but you know, hopefully, hopefully Sunday I can get to them because tomorrow I have a concert and I have. Who are you going to see? Geographer, maybe. If I don't see geographer, then I'll catch up on the, the sheets. If I do go see geographer, then I won't. But then I have kickball, hmm. and hopefully my leg's okay. Did I tell y'all I fucked up my leg? Yeah, you kind of came in and kicking the mint. So gay. <laughs> I'm sorry, so lame. I I apologize. Middle school me just came out for a yeah, minute. Um, but yeah, super lame. 
Yeah. You know, and I then uh, Friday I've got dinner. So. Yeah. I can't say I've heard of that music like you're seeing. I guess he's just not on my map. Um. A geographer. I've I know like a few songs that an actually made. That I I, I just wanted to make the map joke about a guy named geographer. I assume it's a guy. I think it's a group, but probably a main group. I haven't listened to them in a while. Um, oh, so you're going to see an uh, an art an act you don't even know uh, who the what what gender the the vocalist is. Fun. It's, honestly, I'll look them up right now. Let's see geographer. Of course, googling geographer does exactly well. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It looks like a dude. It looks like a dude. All right. Yeah, I just really want to make the the map joke there. Oh god, that song sucks. I may not like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, shoot, what was I gonna? Oh, uh, did you find any? Something about your favorite, your favorite concert or something? No. Uh, did you find any more possum skeletons in your walls? No, that was really cool. It was incredibly well preserved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, almost. The entire body was intact. At first, I thought it was a rat. I had to do some skeletal digging uh, on on Google Images, and I finally determined that it was a it was definitely a possum. They have some crazy looking teeth. So one of those things gets a hold of you, man. It's over. Yeah. Did you know that depending on where you're at in the world, it is either possum or opossum? So I've always thought it was spelled opossum, but people just pronounce it possum. But there, there are people who actually pr pronounce it opossum, which is probably more correct. But. Yeah, I don't necessarily mean the pronunciation. I think it's more about the, the spelling, too. Um, I thought they were, it was like a bit like um, colloquial. Opossum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always thought it was, yeah, I've always spelled it as opossum, except for, I guess, quickly in the chat, because everyone knows what opossum is. Yeah, I've always started with the, the P there, so. Oh, maybe just the Midwest thing. Awesome talk. Yeah. On DSEC podcast. Go yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, there truly is uh, nothing else that we uh, we don't really go into. Everything is open on this. Good, because I'm going to bitch about Taco Bell for a moment. How the fuck do you have someone order two cheesy gordita crunches and then leave off the cheese? It's... It's literally made to be cheesy. It's, it's in the name. It's, it's, it's a soft tortilla, like a fluffy one, then cheese, and then a hard shell with meat and more cheese. How do you – oh, yeah. Okay, that, that might be Taco Bell coming to the house right now. Is your, uh, is your, did you uh, hire a moth as a grub hub? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we got your cheese, bitch. Yeah, yeah, I just left it off. So uh, that's why we had a late start today. Not late to anyone else on the on the in the chat, but for for Ronnie and I, it's pretty late. I mean, if you want, I can like intentionally schedule the podcast for, like nine thirty in the morning instead of nine. It, I don't ever uh, schedule anything for nine thirty in the morning. What? what no, what is wrong for like the re the release time? Nine thirty. Oh yeah, but nine yeah, yeah. EST is when I normally do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got something for you. This I was thinking about this today. Whenever uh, I'm okay with getting up early, I don't really like it, but I can do it. But if I know I have to get up, 
if I like I have a meeting or something or I'm waiting for the plumber to come at 8 a.m. I cannot sleep the night before at all. Like I'm just like I've got like anxiety or something knowing that I have to be up early and I cannot sleep. Oh, so I got like three hours of sleep uh, on Monday waiting for a plumber who didn't get there until uh, almost 1130. Oh, that's so you didn't so you got up early for nothing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was up I was up at eight. Brush my teeth because eight for a lot of people, not early for me, very early. I don't get up until like eight fifty-five and clock in at nine o'clock. That's that's my schedule. And then I go back to bed sometimes. Well, I'll go take a shower while I'm clocked in because that's what you do whenever you work from home. Yeah. If you're you know good at working at home, and I'm very good at working at from home. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I just I can't I can't sleep when I know I have to be up. Yeah, well, I, I think we've kind of touched on everything. Uh, I guess to double back on the what? Oh no, I laughed. I laughed. Like how you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I, we're we're done here. Well, I mean, pretty much. I just wanted I wanted to double back one last thing here on the uh, the music thing. So, uh, would you consider like this is just trying to me think of like indie bands, indie-ish bands. Uh, would you like liken Geographer to like Imagine Dragons? Uh, I don't really. Imagine dragging these nuts all over your face. Uh, yeah. And with all these recaps, I feel it is probably best to start with basketball because that was, after all, the championship round uh, we just had. So we only have one uh, matchup to cover here. Sorry, we don't really care about the third place matchup here. Although I, I will at least say that Alex did beat Josh 6-3, to three, and that will leave Alex in third place on the, the standings there with uh, the draft pick implications for the lottery even the playoff teams are not in the lottery. Uh, Barry, uh, despite my attempts to reverse jinx him last podcast, pulled out the victory here. Chris was absolutely decimated by injuries. Uh, not really a whole lot he could do there. But Barry had the best ability, and that was availability, and he was able to uh, to get home with all the counting stats for the most part. Uh, Chris did win the ratios. But Barry did get threes, rebounds, blocks, turnovers, and points. Winning turnovers and points is always a uh, a neat occurrence. Usually uh, the best scorers have the ball in their hands the most often, and they tend to turn the ball over more. But it worked out pretty well for Barry. And as I mentioned, I believe in my interview with Chris, I did not really be able to prep uh, this time because I didn't have time at work nor time uh, on Monday when I was not at work to uh, handle all of this stuff, so I'm going to do it live. It might dra- drag on a bit longer in a podcast, which we already have two interviews. Apologies. I appreciate it if you all listen this far and uh, listen to everything I have to say. I'm, I feel bad for you, and you should readjust your priorities in life. But anyways, uh, stars here for Barry. Uh, Barry's own self-proclaimed uh, playoff or championship rather MVP Kyrie Irving going for 119, 24, and 26 with 16 threes, shooting 93.8% from the line. Joel Embiid going for 116, 43, and 8 with uh, a 609 field goal percentage. Uh, we got, let's see who else can I name drop here. Terry Rozier going for 78, 17, and 23 with a above a 500 field goal percentage as a guard. Um... Yeah, those are the three main uh, main performers there for Barry. And on the other side of things, we have Chris's team. 
who really stood out for him. So Chris's best scorer by points was less than the three guys I named off for Barry here. So, uh, yeah, there's not exactly a, a bevy of, of options here to choose for Chris. His leading scorer was DeMar DeRozan, who went 73, but only had six boards and 12 assists. Uh, Luca with 65, 19, and 21. And when you kind of look at how a lot of players for Chris were just all right and not great, that lines up with uh, how we lost. And that is now Chris's second consecutive NBA Finals loss. We'll see if he can go for the three-peat uh, next year. Yeah, we have basketball all wrapped up now. Uh, we've got the lottery here should be happening at some point, you know, if Chris ever wants to, to get around to that, stop being lazy and uh, actually put some effort into the league here for once. Uh, we can maybe get the results of that. Uh, nervously uh, worrisome that uh, I may move up in the lottery despite having the worst odds by way of finishing the first spot outside the playoffs. Um is what it is. I will say, though, that I did also win the uh, the loser's bracket. So, the Blue Water Walleye, the biggest and best loser. And while I did mention with Chris, we do have uh, the WNBA thing coming up, maybe, if enough people are actually put up their uh, follow-up what they said in the chat and actually want to do it. We have the real-life WNBA draft last night on this season, at least the preseason, should be starting here in a few weeks. So maybe by the end of the month, if we truly do have enough interest to do six or eight teams and just to redraft league for now to test the waters, uh, to do that draft. And I think that could be something kind of fun, something kind of different to uh, to take over for uh, with football, basketball, and hockey all on hiatus over the summer when it's only baseball. Um. To this point, I do go for this with Chris, but I will say it again here for those of you who kind of zone out during podcasts like I can. Uh, you have, um, it's only head-to-head points at the moment. I don't know if they'll add in head-to-head categories or not, but it is only head-to-head points. And the positions are guard, forward, or center. So you you uh, you don't have point guard or shooting guard or small forward or power forward, which I, I think I kind of like. It adds a... a I don't want to say adds strategy. It kind of takes away strategy and makes it a bit easier. But I kind of like how, because at this point, a lot of positions are kind of ambiguous in basketball anyways. Like a lot of a lot of players in, at least for fantasy NBA, have point guard, shooting guard, or shooting guard, small forward, or small forward, power forward, or power forward center. There's a lot of positional overlap in going just guard, uh, forward, and center. Kind of doesn't really change a whole lot, but it allows you to maybe have some slightly different ways to, to build the team. I think that could be fun because I don't think any of us really have a uh, uh, an exhaustive knowledge of WNBA players. So by that, we should all be on a, uh, a pretty level playing field, I suppose. Um, yeah. All right, next up we have the very final uh, hockey uh, matchups of the regular season now as we currently have begun. Uh, the playoffs. So we can go back to that and check on the uh, the scoreboard here. We have, we can start with, uh, that's this week still. Once again, you all to, to bear with me here as I'm going to do this live so it could drag on a little bit. I hope I can quickly identify the players I want to identify and go from there. 
we had a Chris starting out with a 10-2 victory over Tom. Chris with a, <laughs> holy shit, seven goals, four assists, 32 shots, and 33 shots on goal with three special teams points from Austin Matthews. Three goals, two assists from Chris Kreider. Uh, two goals, two assists from Jason Robertson. Four goals and an assist with 15 faceoffs, 15 shots, nine hits from Nathan McKinnon. Four goals with 53 faceoffs and 15 shots from Elias Lindholm. Two goals and two assists, each from Jeff Skinner and Dylan Larkin, with Larkin adding 13 faceoff wins. Uh, four goals, two assists for Justin Falk. Three goals, four assists, eight faceoffs, 15 shots, and nine hits with four special teams points from Brady Kachuk. Three goals and an assist from Tyler Sagan. Two goals, two assists from Joe Pavelski. Three goals, five assists from John Carlson. Meanwhile, Jordan Bennington with a rare good week for Chris. Only played one game, but he only allowed one goal. Grabbed the win with a 9.68 save percentage and a one flat goals against average. Uh, on Tom's side of the ledger here, we had three goals, two assists from Matt Duchesne. Goal and three assists from Paul Stastny. Three goals and an assist with 14 shots from Jake DeBrusque. Um, four assists from Michael Bunting. Goal and four assists from Zach Wierenski, who also added uh, 16 shots on goal. Uh, Tom's goalies are pretty decent. Uh, Philip Grubauer. Wow, Philip Grubauer. Uh, two games, but a win, uh, 54 saves, a 1-5-2 goals against, and a 9-47 save percentage. Pleasantly surprised and uh, admittedly happy to see Grubauer uh, have a, a pretty strong uh, week there for Tom. Chris absolutely whomped him, though, and we'll we'll get to that when I go over the, the category, overall categories for the week. Uh, next up, saw Ping take down Nathan 6-5-1. to five to one. Starting here with Ping, three goals and an assist from the uh, Kirill Kaprizov here. We've got a goal and three assists from Jared Spurgeon. Uh, we've got two goals, two assists with 24 faceoffs from Braden Shen. Uh, three goals, two assists from Mark Shifley. And in net, nobody particularly there for Ping. On Nathan's side, three goals, five assists from Robert Thomas. Shout out Robert Thomas again. Nathan, I know you're listening, and I know you were excited to hear Robert Thomas's name last time. Well, me hear it again this time. Three goals and an assist from Victor Olofsson. Goal and three assists from Evgeny, or Evgeny, Andrei Svechnikov. Uh, three goals and four assists from Jonathan Huberdeau. Uh, three goals and an assist from Jacob Vrana. I really want to talk about Vrana here for a second. He is just incredible for the Red Wings. He has a an explosive shot. He takes shots that the way his body is positioned, uh, the way the puck and his stick are positioned in relation to his body, they look like they aren't very threatening, but yet it just explodes off his stick and it beats the goalie. He legitimately might be a top five player in the league if you only look at shooting talent. He's He's that good with the puck on his stick. We also got three goals and four assists from Nikolai Ehlers and five assists from Charlie McAvoy. Uh, and, and goal, two wins, 68 saves, a 1-5 goals against, and a 9-5-8 save percentage for Thatcher Demko. Uh, the next matchup here saw Alex uh, only beat Barry 8-4. Bit of a, uh, a disappointment for Alex there as he uh, allowed more category wins to Barry in this week than the walleye did to Barry all season long in between both matchups. On Alex's side, let's start in net with a uh, 
two wins, 51 saves, and a .5 goals against and a 981 save percentage from Igor Shosturkin. He had kind of fallen off a bit lately, but he bounced back in a major, major way this week. Uh, we got a goal and five assists, 10 shots, eight hits, seven blocks, three special teams points for Roman Yossi, who has just had an absurdly good year. Like, I just unbelievably good, and I would be terrified of him if you're running into Alex in the playoffs here, which I could be very well. Uh, we got four assists from Steven Stamkos, two goals, two assists, with 45 face-offs from John Tavares. Going four assists from Jamie, I don't go down, and my wife, Ben. We've got three goals, six assists for Mitchell Marner with uh, 18 shots and 19 hits. 19 hits for Marner is a bit surprising for someone of his stature. Uh, we got... Three goals, three assists, with 16 shots from Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, in net for Barry uh, Vilihuso, uh, with three wins, 84 saves, a 165 goals against, and a 944 save percentage. Uh, offensively, or I guess skater-wise for Barry, three goals and an assist from Cole Caulfield, uh, five assists from Noah Hannafin, uh, two goals, four assists from Pavel Buchnevich. That's it. Uh, next up, we got. Uh, the Battle of the Hockey Ringers. We got Jared versus Kevin. Jared taking this one 9-3. Going with Jared first here. Starting in goal, we've got UC Saros with two wins, 95 saves, a 202 goals against, and a 941 save percentage. Uh, for skaters, let's see, we got a goal and three assists from Christian Dvorak. We've got four assists from Philip Forsberg with 13 shots. We've got um, five goals, two assists from Jordan Stahl, 33 hits, uh, nine, sorry, 33 faceoffs, nine shots, 11 hits. Well rounded performance there from Stahl this week. Goal and three assists from Nico Heeshear. Uh, three goals, three assists uh, from Sam Reinhardt with five special teams points. Man, that Florida power play is uh, lethal and scary. On Kevin's side, We've got uh, two goals, five assists with 12 shots from Johnny Hockey. Uh, we've got two goals, three assists from Matthew Kachuk. His flames are also really good. Uh, three goals and an assist from Jack Rozovic, courtesy of a hat-trick against the Detroit Red Wings. Four assists from Devon Taves. Two goals, three assists with 13 hits from Ivan Barbashev. And lastly, we have the Blue Water Walleye winning 10-0-2 against Josh in the Connecticut Whale. Uh, for the Walleye, let's see, we've got... Uh, all my guys are at the bottom, I guess. A goal and six assists with 36 face-offs and three special teams points from Sasha Barkov. Three goals and an assist with 12 shots and 14 hits from Alex Ovechkin. Three goals and an assist from Trevor Zegras. Goal and four assists from Brendan Gallagher, making his first appearance on this, I believe. Goal and three assists from Connor Garland. Three goals, two assists, and 50 face-offs from Bo Horvat. Two goals, two assists from Claude Giroux, who also added three special teams points. Um, on Josh's side, we got a goal and three assists from Nino Niederreiter. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me Nino Niederreiter. Uh, we got two assists and Artemi Panarin from the Rangers. Uh, we've got a goal and three assists from Andre Burkowski. Five goals from Ryan Johansson with 40 face-offs and 14 points, or uh, 14 uh, shots, rather, and three special teams points. And in net, Darcy Kemper, only one game, 
but he did make 49 saves with a .92 goals against and a uh, .98 save percentage. His save percentage is a bigger number than his goals against average, which is just insane. And from there, we can move on now to who won the categories for the week. Goals. Uh, the, the second most goals in a by a team this week was Alex and myself in a two-way tie for second with 23 goals. But unfortunately, Chris won goals with 45. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 22 more than second place. Um, assists, we had Alex with 42. Me with 38, and you're not too far behind him for second and third. But Chris had 56. That's right, 14 more assists in second place. Faceoff wins also goes Chris's way with 319. I'm not too far behind at 304. Shots, 275. Uh, I was at 226 right behind him, and Alex at 222 right behind me. So another healthy margin for Chris. Hits, uh, 177 for the Frostbite. Uh, Chris with 148. Blocks, uh, you know, I did come out here and say uh, in my interview with Chris, that, you know, I think I might have won blocks a week. Well, I didn't. But I did beat Chris, and I think that's what I might have been looking at, was if I whether or not I beat Chris. Because I had 71, uh, but Alex had 91. I did hit the second most, though. Uh, for defense points, uh, 22. Also for Chris, special teams points, we have uh, 29. Also for uh, for Chris there. Yeah, uh, goaltender wins on the week. Uh, only four, but it is Barry. Saves will be 192, also Barry. Uh, goals against average will be Chris. <laughs> a 1828 goals against average. And save percentage, prob- yeah, it'll be a 940 uh, with with Tom. Hell of a, uh, a goaltending week for Tom in lesser volume. He had a 193 goals against, which was second best. So pretty good week for Tom there in that regard. But Chris essentially swept almost... Not, I can't say swept, but he won um, the vast majority of all of the categories. I believe he won six of the, six of the Skater Cats and one of the Goalie Cats. There's seven total of categories of the 12 that uh, Chris won. And we can do a final standings here. Uh, we've got Alex in first, 38 games ahead of me. Chris in third, uh, six and a half games back of me. Jared in a distant fourth, uh, almost 30 games behind Chris. Nathan in fifth, nine games behind uh, Jared. Ping in sixth, only six games behind Nathan. Kevin in seventh, only uh, 18 games behind sixth. Tom in eighth, three and a half games back of seventh. Barry in ninth, uh, 125 games back of Alex. And Josh in tenth, 129 games back of Alex. Um, Josh, Barry, Tom, and Kevin, 10th through 7th, both had a, or all had more than 100 fewer category wins than Alex did. I was in second for wins, and I, there was not a single team that I had um, 100 more wins than. That kind of shows just how dominant Alex was in the regular season. We can. I posted this in the group chat here, but we can do the the final roto table as well. Uh, Chris leading in goals with six hundred and twelve. Alex and me second and third. Uh, Alex leading with nine hundred and forty one assists. Chris and Nathan 
second and third. We got Alex leading with 6,405 faceoffs. Chris, then me. Shots, Chris with 5,267. Alex, and then me. Hits, Chris with 2,955. Alex, and then me. Blocks, Alex with 1,823. Chris, and then me. Uh, defense points, Chris with 321. Barry, and then Alex. Special teams points, uh, Alex with 465. Chris, and then Jared. Goaltender wins, Alex with 94. J- uh, Ping, and then Jared. Saves, Alex, 4,423. Me, and then Jared. Goals against, Ping with a 9481. Alex, and then Nathan. Save percentage, Alex with a 9194. Nathan, and then Ping. Uh, the playoff matchups, obviously, as I, uh, Chris and I uh, mentioned on the podcast, it'll be me versus Chris, second and third, with Alex and Jared, uh, first versus fourth. I guess we can also uh, pull up the... Uh, oh, we do have the Barry Ranks to do yet, too. I forgot that. The final week of the uh, the Barry Ranks here, uh, we have got the five stars for skaters, Austin Matthews for Chris, John Carlson for Chris, Brady Kachuk for Chris, Mitch Marner for Alex, Roman Yossi for Alex. Uh, goaltenders, Billy Huso for Barry, Jacob Markstrom for Nathan, Igor Shesterkin for Alex. The, uh, the top three skaters, first total stars one of the week, Austin Matthews, Roman Yossi, and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, gold, uh, goalies, Jacob Markstrom, Igor Shesterkin, and Jack Campbell. Um, I can see if Chris has anything on the, uh, the player awards yet. Ooh, he does, but he hasn't uh, officially uh, moved the... Actually, you know, uh, made the... the the photos and the formatting at this point. But we've got uh, Shesterkin with the Vesna, uh, Dreisaitl with the Hart, it looks like, at the moment, uh, Yossi for the Norris, uh, Sorokin for Caller. <clears throat> Looking at uh, at all you uh, people who you'll, you'll uh, find out here uh, shortly. Uh, and then the Ted Lindsay for Value MVP. Uh, we've got... Uh, and toss-up here between Sorokin and Moritz Sider, both two walleye. Very pleased uh, to see that. Uh, the all-DSAC uh, team, the four centers, Austin Matthews for Chris, Connor McDavid for Alex, JT Miller for Ping, Patrice Bergeron for Ronnie, left-wingers Leon Dreisaitl for Jared, Alex Opechkin for Ronnie, Jonathan Huberto for Nathan, Chris Kreider for Chris, Right-wingers, Elias Lindholm for Chris, Mikkel Rantanen for Alex, Joe Pavelski, and Timo Meyer, both for Chris. Defenders, Roman Yossi for Alex, Kale McCarr for Barry, Victor Hebben for Ping, Chris Letang for Alex, Adam Fox for Josh, John Carlson for Chris. The four utility slots, Morgan Riley for Kevin, John Tavares for Alex, Sasha Barkoff for Ronnie, Charlie McAvoy for Nathan, and the two goalies, Igor Shesterkin for Alex, Jacob Markstrom for Nathan, and I believe... That should wrap up all the uh, the hockey stuff we've got. All righty then. Uh, two pretty good interviews here. And as uh, I don't know if I alluded to this with Chris or not, but Chris and I have talked about it before the podcast here. Uh, I do have the GM award voting results from uh, Barry here. So we can uh, go into this now. We can lead off with the Vesna award. 
the nominees were Igor Shosturkin, Darcy Kemper, UC Soros, Jacob Markstrom, and Freddie Anderson. Uh, fifth place with no votes, uh, Darcy Kemper. Uh, fourth place, UC Soros. Third place, Freddie Anderson. Second place, Jacob Markstrom. In first place, the uh, probably the runaway winner here, uh, Igor Shosturkin, who has been just absolutely incredible this season. No surprises there. Uh, pretty sure those are my top three, probably in order. I don't remember exactly offhand here. Uh, next up, we have the Calder uh, Trophy for Rookie of the Year. Uh, nominees were Ilya Sorokin, Kirill Kaprizov, Jason Robertson, Moritz Sider, and Tim Stutzla. Uh, fifth place, uh, Tim Stutzla. Fourth place, Jason Robertson. Third place, Ilya Sorokin. Second place, Moritz Sider. And first place, Kirill Kaprizov. And folks, I have a bone to pick with all of you idiots who did not take Sider nor Sorokin. Uh, let's look here at the uh, player rater for 2022. Uh, tell me which of these player rater scores belongs to Kirill Kaprizov. 13.3, 21.1, or 11.25? Uh, if you guessed 11.25, comfortably behind both Sider and Sorokin, you are correct. And if you voted for Kirill Kaprizov despite that, I don't know what to tell you other than uh, maybe learn hockey. Uh, at some point in time, because that is an absolutely all-time bad take that enough of you voted for Kaprizov ahead of Sider or Sorokin, uh, despite the fact that Sorokin had um, a PR score almost seven whole points, almost 50% more than Moritz Sider, who was in second. If you would have given to literally either of them, doesn't really matter. I'm cool with it, but the fact that uh, Kirill Kaprizov uh, gets it despite... I understand Kaprizov had a really good year, but he just didn't quite have the, the overall uh, impact per ESPN that the other two did. And uh, apparently uh, the majority of you guys uh, don't comprehend that. Next up is the uh, Norris Trophy for Best Defenseman. Nominees were Victor Hedman, Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, Chris Letang, and Roman Yossi. Uh, fifth place, Chris Letang. Fourth place, Adam Fox. Sorry, Josh. Third place, Victor Hedman. Second place, Kale McCarr. And first place, Roman Yossi. That's another one where probably about the uh, the ballot I had. I don't remember exactly how I did it, but those are my top three with Yossi being first. He's uh, been absolutely insane for both Tom and now Alex. Uh, looking at the Selkie Award, which for our sake will go to uh, the, the forward who kind of contributes to all the other categories looking at something face-off wins, shots, hits, and blocks. Pretty much the stuff that's not really scoring here. Um, and the nominees were uh, Alex Ovechkin, Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan Huberto, Austin Matthews, and J.T. Miller. Uh, fifth place, Jonathan Huberto, which, fair, because he doesn't really take face-offs nor hit or block. Uh, fourth place, J.T. Miller. Uh, I don't know if I had him on my top three or not. I don't remember. Third place, Patrice Bergeron. Second place, Austin Matthews. And first place, Alexander Ovechkin, the first uh, walleye to win a GM award. And I didn't even vote for them. I voted for Austin Matthews here. I just think Austin Matthews, with his overwhelming shot totals, his solidly near the top of the, the league uh, face-off numbers, I thought Austin Matthews was the best... Uh, 
best forward this year among the nominees for terms of uh, stuff in the stat sheet. Anyways, the uh, last one here will be the Hart Trophy overall league MVP. The nominees were Roman Yossi, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, Kel McCarr, and Connor McDavid. Uh, fifth place voting was Kel McCarr. Fourth place was Leon Dreisaitl. Third place, Roman Yossi. Second place, Connor McDavid. And first place, Austin Matthews. Now, Hart pretty much had to go to the best skater here because the way the settings are for the league, uh, goaltenders uh, run away with, with everything here. But uh, let me just check the PR scores real quick because I do want to see how I would have voted. I tend to, f- to follow the, the player rater here on these decisions. Um, so this should have been, if you go by player rater, uh, Yossi, Makar, Dreisaitl, uh, Matthews, then McDavid. Um, I'm not 100. I can pull up my my ballot here real quick because I do want to uh, I feel like it would be fair for me to uh, go here so I did go Yossi then Matthews then Makar giving Matthews the boost of uh, carrying Chris's team for the most part uh, Selkie I actually went Matthews JT Miller and Patrice Bergeron Norris I went Yossi Makar Hedman Calder I went Sider Sorokin Kaprizov and then Vesna I went Shesterkin Markstrom Anderson so a decent amount of crossover between uh, how I voted, otherwise known as the, the correct way to vote, and how you guys did. But, uh, you know, Calder Trophy aside, uh, yeah. Lastly, uh, we can touch on baseball because, you know, we got, uh, we got baseball going on right now. That's fun, ain't it? This will be the first matchup, period. Uh, this will be a long one. We have the, the remainder of last week, the, the half week, plus this full week all counting towards this first matchup, period. Um, what do we want to do here? I guess the only thing we can really talk about here is the uh, the matchups going on. We have uh, Chris versus Tom at the moment. Tom has the uh, the slight edge, 6-4-2. We've got Paolo versus Barry with Paolo um, just really taking it to Barry there, especially on offense, 8-2-2. to We've got the regulators kicking Valley Jobin's ass 11-1. to uh, Valley Jobin uh, can't pitch, uh, and they can't really hit a whole lot. They're hitting home runs, but they don't hit for average. We've got a, a deadlock here between uh, Alex and Ping. Uh, Ping with all the hitting stats, Alex with all the pitching cats. Uh, we've got a 12-0 in our hands with the Connecticut Whale looking to, to reclaim their regular season championship. Uh, 12-0 up on Keefe. Uh, nothing per- particularly close here, but... Keith really had a quite quite a big teardown, so it's to be expected, I guess. And we have the notorious NUT taking it to me, uh, seven to five. Uh, the walleye offense has been um, non-existent. The pitching has been pretty solid, but uh, yeah, the nut has really really taken it to the ball uh, the the on the offensive side of the game. But this should be a pretty fun one here. Uh, we've had. Uh, a couple decent waiver claims so far. We've got uh, Stephen Kwan as the, the the big one so far, who has just been absolutely incredible. I'll pull up his his numbers here uh, real quick. He is, his game logs, one for two, two for three, five for five, one for three, and one for two. I believe at this point he is still yet to swing and miss at a single pitch. Just nutty. Um... 
CBA had Joey Bart called up, also by Tom. Uh, Jordan Hicks, the uh, the fifth starter for the Cardinals, who is going to have his turn uh, skipped already. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Jonathan India called up. Finally, I, I didn't notice that in the uh, the Saturday. I think I was too focused on Paolo trying to make a move uh, for Matt Brash, who was, was ineligible to be picked up. Uh, Nathan also called up Reed Detmers. Uh, Barry called up Jorge Mateo and dropped Kevin Smith, who was still over, uh, despite the fact that I tried to claim him. Uh, maybe Barry saved me from myself there. Uh, we did see Eric Hosmer and Nestor Cortez added by Keith today. Hosmer is an interesting move, but you know maybe he can hit get enough average to to be relevant. And Nestor Cortez with a uh, a pretty solid start today. He only went four and, four and a third, but five Ks, no runs, no walks, only three hits. Pretty uh, pretty strong for uh, Cortez. So I guess we will have to see how this week plays out. But I think there should be quite a few matchups that are in play, and we can see if the walleye can uh, really sneak out the. Uh, sink out the win here and get on our way to winning 16 uh, weeks as we so boldly proclaimed. Um, at this point here, I'm going to use the, the podcast to make a suggestion here. If I don't know if this is relevant or if it'll even catch on, but it might be fun to put up like a, like a bet board where like if two league owners have a, like a, I don't want to call it a disagreement, but have something they want to, uh, put a friendly wager on with no stakes, but they want to look back on it at the, at the end of the year and they don't want to forget about it, we can maybe put up like a, a wager board or whatever you want to call it. You can see which owner thinks what thing's going to happen. Can maybe compare it to another owner? And we can look back on it at the end of the year and, and see which ones uh, came correct. You know, it might be a fun thing. But we also tried that with a trade block, and uh, the trade block has not been used in like over a year. So, you know, is what it is, I suppose. Um, other league stuff here, we do not have any trades that have... Oh, we do, actually. We had uh, the Robbie Grossman trade. Um, I can pull that up real quick. It was Robbie Grossman coming my way in exchange for... Scroll down all the way here. Jay Goderizzi, Paul Sewald, Bradley Marquez, and uh, my fourth-round pick this season. And Grossman left today's game early with a uh, a tender groin. So, you know, that's that's always fun. I think that should uh, pretty much cover everything I would normally cover for the league. A pretty long and lengthy episode uh, this time around. Alrighty, well thank you very much for listening as much as you listen to. Whether it be all the way through or just for bits and pieces. Um, probably the longest one we've ever had. We did a, a doubleheader. Uh, with interviews, trying to squeeze in the uh, hockey playoff preview, and uh, Barry um, congratulating himself for the basketball championship. Uh, next week, we'll have the uh, the first round of the hockey playoff preview, or review, and the, the championship preview. Um, hopefully, it's Alex and I. That could be a lot of fun. Um, by that point, we should probably have a pretty good idea of what the all-sport standings will look like, even though there's a pretty good chance it'll just end up being Alex in the end. But Chris is making it pretty close, and I am pretty much just essentially locked in the third place, I believe. We'll have the first uh, baseball preview, too. Or review. Jeez, I can't uh, use those words correctly. But anyways, uh, thank you all for listening yet again, and I will catch you all next time.